This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 547 for Monday, November 26, 2018. My name is Alex. My name is Ed. And my name is Steve. And today on the One Piece Podcast, we are covering the new chapter this week, Coming Back from the Break, chapter 925, Absence, as well as the anime episode uh, number 863, I don't know the title. Uh, most of what happens in it is just um, Carrot wrecks some more ships and then Big Mom lands on the sunny. So, um, it's a yeah, short recap. Short recap. Toys just getting real literal with their titles now. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, uh, could you tell anything and change? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, That sounds like a toy a thing if I've ever heard one. Uh, very literal titles. Um, of course, you just heard the voice of our special guest, Stephen Paul, translator for Shonen Jump, or Weekly Shonen Jump's One Piece. Oh yeah, that's me. I'm back for some more manga. And boy howdy, am I ready for this one. <laughs> uh, also on the show, we've got Kelly. Hey everyone. And rounding out everybody on the show is uh, Anna, or, uh uh, director for Rick and Morty and Teen Titans Go, amongst other things, is Brian Newton. Greetings. There you are. All <laughs> right. Uh, we've got a couple things to cover before we get into the meat of the show. And uh, among those things is news. And I'm going to throw it over to Kelly for that. All right. So we had a few uh, big things over the past few days. Uh, firstly, the volume 91 cover was revealed and it's called adventure in the land of samurai which is the title for chapter 911 and it's going to be available in japan on december 4th and this is one heck of a cover um probably one of my absolute favorite covers they've done in ages and our girl tama has purple hair so this so is pretty cool immediately you guys... one of my favorite characters of all time absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's the steve seal of approval the purple hair <laughs> mm -hmm. um well i i guess as long as uh we're talking about in the news uh everybody's seen the cover right we should uh give our thoughts oh, it's yeah. great love it i love oh, it yeah creamsicle color logo yeah. i'm actually most excited that we're returning back to the adventure in the land of title sequence mm -hmm. for yeah i uh i really love this cover um I think everybody looks spectacular. I love the composition, and I also love the fact that this is the first time that the Straw Hats have all been together on a single, like, official page in, I guess, a while, right? I guess for uh, Fishman Island? What volume is that? Maybe. Uh, 64? The... Yeah, with Jimbei on it. Although, if you look closely, only half of Nami is there. It cuts off abruptly at her waist. The same thing oh. with Robin. That's true. She's still yeah. there, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she's a ghost. Um, unless she got cut in half by law. Brooks the ghost. <laughs> uh, all right, Kelly, anything else? Yeah, we have a release date for One Piece World Seeker. And that's going to be March 15th, uh, 2019. And that's Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So that was announced with a brand new trailer as well as a special edition that you can get called the Gum Gum Bundle, um, which is going to come with a Luffy figure, a what they describe as a life-size replica of a Gum Gum Devil Fruit, uh, as well as the actual game. And that can only be bought on the uh, Bandai Namco uh, website. 
and there's an Xbox One version and a PS4 version. So we finally have a date for this uh, game. And I believe that's a worldwide date. There's no uh, difference between the um, you know American and European release date and the Japanese release date. So for once, I will not be able to import it and you know <laughs> lord it over everybody. Uh, with my initial impressions, we're all going to see it at the same time. Does I was going to do the same. Does that also include the special bundle? Or are we going to get that stateside? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a stateside bundle. So it, that's currently on the Bandai Namco uh, store. Um, and then I think the other part of that, it'll be interesting to see, because if you remember last year in Shonen Jump, this game was teased as telling the story of some event from the past or revealing the hidden truth. So I'm curious if that's still how it's going with the story, because I know that was advertised pretty early on uh, with the game. I think that's when it was still called Project Dawn. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this game has been in the works for quite some time. It has. Yeah. It has. So we've I got two releases. So February is uh, Jump Force, and then March is this. Yeah, I skipped out on on Burning Blood. Um, so I, it's been a while since I had a new One Piece game. I think I'm ready um, to... Uh, to jump into it uh, again i'll be honest the the thing i'm looking most forward to is all the bundle stuff the statue and the devil's fruit yeah <laughs> you, you sure like stuff brian i do like <laughs> stuff <laughs> you see my place oh yes i have and your kitchen <laughs> for those of you not in the know brian's kitchen the last time i was there which was several years ago uh was just uh filled to the ceiling with uh pops still in their boxes mm -hmm. they're not in the kitchen anymore though <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, he uh, does. What else is on the docket, Kelly? And then lastly, uh, you probably had heard uh, on the news about a Luffy statue that's going to be um, revealed in uh, Kumamoto Prefecture. So we have a date for that. There's going to be an unveiling ceremony on November 30th, so coming up very, very soon. And this Luffy statue is going to be uh, displayed in front of the Kumamoto Prefectural Office. So... We should be seeing some photographs of that uh, in the next few days. And uh, Odai actually had a message about that that he uh, posted, I think, yesterday or today. Oh, that's fabulous. That's a big deal. I feel like getting a statue, like, that's that's getting up to, like, Tezuka or, mm -hmm. like, Shigeru Mizuki level of, uh, you know, um, renown. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't, they don't do that for every, uh, you know, jump author. That's for sure. It's yes. like I mentioned on Twitter today, uh, in the same year, you know, Goku gets a balloon and Luffy gets a statue. It's like bizarre. Yeah, mm -hmm. only one of those lasts forever, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is there, is there a Goku statue? Not that I know uh, of. There's yeah, a Godzilla statue. He, he, he's endangered our universe several times. He does not deserve <laughs> That's true. Statue. He doesn't deserve one. Yeah. Number 17 deserves a statue before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Dragon yeah. Ball super humor for you. Now, Steve, you have some wrestling-related One Piece news? Sure. I know this is uh, what everyone wants to hear. But um, really, I can't take credit for this because I didn't catch this watching an episode. Uh, the worst Noel on Twitter for pointing this out. One Piece was name dropped on that episode because uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, Keith Lee, he is a he is a big old weeb. Uh, but he, apparently, he used uh, to have Mewtwo on his trunks. Yes, and he had a, another pair of Kingdom Hearts 
tights because he likes <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. But uh, Mauro Ranallo, apparently on commentary, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch his match, but he said uh, Keith Lee is a big fan of anime, especially the series One Piece. And I had no idea that uh, Keith has a... He named one of his moves uh, the Grizzly Magnum. <laughs> and uh, I... I I know, like, well, you said him and ACH have wrestled each other before. I, I don't know if they've ever wrestled as a team, but we know, we, you know, we've had ACH on our show, and he's, uh, you know, one of his moves is the uh, his finishing move is the Buster Call, which is a brain buster, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I like that news a lot. I hope you did too. <laughs> <laughs> is that? I think that's it for the news segment. Uh, yeah. A uh, friendly reminder that the new Viva Card booster sets are coming out next week. So if you all have them pre-ordered, great. If you haven't, get on that or go to your local uh, Japanese import store. You can also buy it from Kino on Kino Kunia Online. They deliver all over the country, and the prices are fair. Whoa! I did not know they delivered. That is news to they're me. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Toss that into your Volume Ninety One order. Yeah. Yeah. Because screw Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, does anybody else have anything that they'd like to mention before we start? I just really want to talk about this manga chapter. Yeah. Well, then, then yeah. let's get to it. This is the manga recap uh, for chapter 925, Absence. And we're back, of course, with a request from Nota Skywalker for the cover page. Uh, what are we looking at here, Ed? This is Perona and the Black Cats secretly making sangria with Mihawk's wine. And Oof. he's wearing wine girl stockings. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was supposed to be like Wieninger. That's great. That's the oh, secret God. ingredient. Yeah, I thought it was wine girl. It is, I think it is. It, it is. is. Okay. There's another letter oh, under the skirt there. Oh, man. Mihawk's going to be pissed. Those are like some fine vintage. Oh, my wine. <laughs> nah, not even. Mihawk knows a good drink. Yeah. Who doesn't like sangria? Yeah. Well, I mean, just imagine if he was just saving those. He's <laughs> like 100, 100 year old bottles of wine. Like, what, for like fruit, fruit ninja chopping? I don't know. What, drink by himself? <laughs> Get real. I mean, he's got haunted wine. <laughs> uh, contains the souls of all those baboons he killed. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, uh, I believe on Twitter, uh, Nota Skywalker was saying that this was the tenth time mm-hmm. that they have been um, accepted for the uh, reader request uh, covers. And uh, actually, I, I replied back um, since, of course, I saw this, you know, like a week ahead of time. And I was like, oh, there's another Skywalker again. They're going to be happy. And um, I think this one was probably especially good because it in in a way, in, in a kind of way, it actually ties into what happens on the next page. It leads right That's into true. it. You want you wanna, let's, let's, let's just go right into I, it. I, I got to say, I was so confused when i turned the page i was like yeah okay yeah she, she's making sangria let's let's get on with the story now i got i swear to god it confused the hell out of me <laughs> all right so uh, we start back at the ruins of muggy kingdom on the grand line and perona screams but with hearts moria is still alive and she cries and she's very emotional and Moria's looking um as good as he's ever looked on the cover of the newspaper with a jaunty grin on his face his zombie army attack and uh, 
she floats over to where Mihawk is and says, check it out. I'm, I'm so happy. Lord Moria is still alive. Like, and he says, I know. I read it this morning. Why didn't you? <laughs> it says, why, why didn't you tell me, you jerk? This is a huge deal to me. Because I don't care. <laughs> We're kind of like the original odd couple. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many meals I cooked for you? Not as many as I cooked. I helped out with your fields. I let you live here. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving. No lingering attachments. Here, thank you. Be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> and she is astonished by his niceness as he drops a sweat. Uh, he does a dr- sweat drop. Uh, Mihawk's getting funny. Um, you can't just toss out one last c- kind comment at the end like that. What? Uh, thanks for everything, she says to him. And he asks if she does anything quietly. But he does say that this might be the best time to leave this place. There's an odd subject that has arisen at the reverie. Now, uh, before we can continue, I, I just, I just got to say, I can't wait for the flurry of fan art that is going to be uh, after uh, uh, Mihawk says, be careful out there. Uh, Perona recreating Sanji's tearful goodbye <laughs> from the Parate. <laughs> I thought they were going to do the, you know, you could put it into that song. You remember that uh, TV show Cop Rock? Oh, God. <laughs> they had a song called Be Careful Out There. I don't really have anything all, to add to that. but All I could think of is probably saying, so that's it, huh? Just be careful out there and good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Prone is finally leaving the Cracker Factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So they do still list her as a member of the Thriller Bark Pirates. So there is that. She also flew in on that panel, which is not her ability, if I'm I... mistaken. It's probably, well, I was going to say it's probably her spirit form. But it's holding right? a newspaper. Yeah. No, it yeah. should be her spirit form flying. <laughs> I, no, I, see, I, no, no, I'm just see, trading that as a creative joke. Brian, Brian, those yeah. aren't motion lines. Those are strings. Oh sure. <laughs> don't let me go. Yeah, you yeah, don't be there. Got it. <laughs> All right. Um, next page, Brian. Okay, so we cut to the new world and a pirate island full of lead uh, and a giant skull that looks like wearing a pirate bandana. I read it wrong. I thought it said full ahead. Full ahead. <laughs> like, I guess that's a head. Top full it off ahead. at the bottom. Full ahead, you filthy animals. <laughs> yeah, filthy animal. Uh, and then we see. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of ruckus and commotion on the island. We cut to Moria, a former warlord, captain of the Thriller Bark Pirates, bounty $320 million. He hasn't been active very recently. Yeah, his bounty like, hasn't gone up in two years. Nah. Because <laughs> everyone thought he was dead. Yeah, I think that might be part of it. <laughs> it, it might be due for an increase after this, but uh, uh, Moria's like, Can't you hear me, Teach? I said, bring me teach! And he's gripping one of uh, some, like, pirate by the body and attacking these dudes. Uh, And we cut to the next page where we see uh, a horde of zombies attacking pirates. And he's like, get out of here, Blackbeard! He's like, oh, crap, he's got zombies! Help me! Help me! (laughs) You're being mobbed by the undead, which is fun. Pirates versus the undead, that's the next The dead live! Ah! (laughs) So many of them in the daylight, no less. But uh, and then we cut, uh, we see a reverse view of someone overlooking the commotion in town. Uh, he's like, 
Ah, seems kind of noisy down there. He's like, oh, that's, that's Gecko Moria, Captain Bizarro, the former warlord of the sea. And he's like, wow, why'd you let him through? Uh, and then we cut to Alvaro Pizarro, uh, fourth ship captain of the Blackbeard Pirates, the Corrupt King. He's like, the decision was made for us. He wiped out the entire port. He's looking for Commodore Teach and the invisible man named Absalon who showed up the other day. Mm. Oh, wow, him. <laughs> I hate the Pizarros. Yeah, Pizarro. Yeah. Pizarro, I love you, Pizarro. He's helping. <laughs> I just got to feed him a peanut. Don't kill me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to point out, too, that um, Oda actually made a mistake on this page oh, uh, wow. where it originally said uh, that Avalo Pizarro is the second ship captain of the Blackbeard Pirates. Um, which is well, it's sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. You is supposed to be the the second ship captain, and um, uh, so it's listed twice in this chapter. And so I had to literally. It was a good thing that uh, at the start of this month is when they released the Impel Down uh, Viewer cards that have all of the Blackbeard uh, officers on them. And so I was able to fill in the information by looking at the Viewer cards. So there you go. It's come in handy already. All right. Oh, nice. uh, question about the island full ad, uh, Stephen. What was oh, that yeah. in Japanese? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's um, that is uh, one of Oda's kind of classic puns. Uh, the uh, Japanese title is Hachinosu, uh, and it's it's written in in katakana, so it you know it doesn't have kanji, but uh, it sounds like a beehive, and mm. that is a colloquial term for uh, you know pumping someone full of bullets, riddling them with bullets. You turn them into Swiss cheese. Uh, and so I styled it as full of lead. You know, it's no, it's sad. That's exactly what they did. The white beard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah. And also, uh, I mean, Swiss cheese Island is already in uh, big mom's territory. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, before we go on, I'd like to uh, point out that thriller bark is there, um, mm -hmm. which gives a really great scale to uh, the Island full of lead. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if it's an accurate scale, but it is a scale. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is is that the main thriller? No, bark, or is that the side shift that they took? That's the no, main. That's like the thing. Thriller bark. Yeah. Yeah, you're right because yeah. I can see the castle and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two masts right. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, next is Steve. So uh, a little bit of time pass, and we uh, see off in the distance, up on the ledge. Uh, we. Uh, see a bunch of hearts and it's like, Oh, Lord Moria, I'm right up here. And to the delight, um, to his delight, Moria responds, Absalom. Oh, good. Your life. <laughs> and we get a close up of Absalom. He's got a, a goyle cuddling <laughs> up next to him. You must be goyles. <laughs> goyles. <laughs> Says, sorry about that boss. This place is heaven. I just forgot to contact you. That's all. Um, and Moria's, you know, just, He's delighted. He's quite gullible. He's like, oh, is that so? In that case, I feel bad for these guys. See, the Blackbeard Pirates are famous for hunting people with particular powers, but, yeah, good thing that didn't happen to you. And oof, s-s-s-slice. <laughs> um, it says it right there. A uh, bunch of zombies' heads get cut off, and uh, Moria gets the old uh, Zoro versus uh, uh, Kabaji Everybody. attack. Mm. <laughs> nice throwback. And he's like, Ugh. and then... Uh, Ooh, who did that? As uh, all of a sudden, out of thin air, uh, shows up Shiryu of the rain. Uh, 
He's uh, the second ship captain of the Blackbeard Pirates. And a visible man with the clear, clear fruit? Let's get into that. He says, oh, your bad premonition was correct, Gecko Moria. I've got a very nice power for myself now. And he's like, you can turn invisible. But that's Absalom's power. And uh-oh. Um, as Absalom starts to do that weird kind of laugh that a certain member of the Blackbeard Pirates does. It's the something like that. Uh, and Mario's like, wait, who are you? Hmm. Uh, an interesting note too before we go on uh, I, I'm not sure if anyone would have picked up on this uh, I thought it I thought it was a little bit weird at first because I was looking up information so at the start of this page when Absalom is like oh Lord Maria I'm right up here he never says that in Thriller Bark he always calls him boss uh, uh, and so uh, that shit it's like oh there's a little tip off right there that whoever this actually is does not does not know the finer points of uh you know how they refer to each other. Neither does Maria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah neither does Maria. Apparently. Yeah, because he just he just called him boss here. He's kind of a chump. And uh, so on the next page, uh, Absalom leaps off of the wall and uh, does a flip and transforms into something with a uh, a lot of billowing uh, puffs. Uh, what it what seems like. And uh, Moria says, Devon, it is sixth ship captain of the Blackbeard Pirates, Crescent Moon Hunter, Katarina Devon. And uh, she is listed as having the dog, dog, fruit, mythical type model, nine tail fox. Um, so put that in your pipe and smoke it, Naruto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess former Hokage of the village. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Let's mention she, any any theory that um, that that power was possessed by Kinemon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, right. Yes, the nine the nine tail fox part at least. Um, yeah, I still I still think he's got like a regular fox power. Um, I, I feel like Oda can pull that off, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she's all decked out in piratey stuff. She's got the tricorn hat and everything. And uh, she's got uh, a peanut gallery that is uh, screaming for her. And uh, she says, it was his fault for wandering into our lair. And Maria's putting it together. Wait, you mean you? And she says, you want to take his body? We've still got it. I know you love a good corpse. Ah! So, um, yeah. That's um, uh, Absalom is dead, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> dead. R.I.P. Rest in perversion. Exactly. Yeah, one of, the, yeah. one of the worst characters. Kind of like an extreme version of getting bye bye but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, Oda's really going out on a limb by uh, killing off a character who follows, you know, the guy who raises the zombies from the dead. So uh, yep. I would not, yeah, I would not expect him to be uh, completely gone. But the uh, only sad the thing is, like, what, what are we going to get any more, like, uh, secret leaks uh, for news? That's true. That's what, uh, that's what Morgan's is for. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I would have nipped that one in the bud. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he doesn't need to do that anymore. We'll we'll see. He can always he can always come up with something new. So, like, Absalom was like the gawker of the One Piece universe and he's been taken out. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Peter Thiel has bought him out. Um, so uh, there's a voice from the nose cavity of the skull. 
Nice. Gecko Warrior. And uh, people are screaming and there's there's rumbling as the uh, the people say, oh, it's the, that's the Commodore's earthquake. And uh, over this uh, loudspeaker, we hear, uh, well, you know, we know who this is. You don't go disturbing the peace here on Pirate Island. Um, and and Moria's Blackbeard. Oh, you'll you'll pay for this. Show yourself. Um, and uh, Blackbeard says, not so fast. I'm at me leisure now. This is a pirate's paradise. It ought to be fun. And he's he's doing this whole speech and we're getting all these dramatic angles, but we're not actually seeing him. It's just like long shots and crowd shots. Do you like partying, Moria? Then come ride on my ship instead. <laughs> Didn't you read the morning paper? There's never a dull moment. On just the fourth day of the reverie. Dot, dot, love dot. gave to me. <laughs> I like how he just how we're, you're just writing him as Jeffrey Rush from Pirates of the Caribbean now. Well, I in in doing some research on you know just making sure that I sort of you know crossed the T's and dotted the I's for for all of these characters since most of them were introduced around Impel Down and Marine Force, which is before I started working on it. Um, I I found that. At least at one point, uh, one of the translator, probably the the adapter, had had written Blackbeard with a bit of a a bit of a piratey accent, and I felt like, especially with what we're about to see, mm. it just felt appropriate. Hmm. Yeah, Best start I'm... believing in pirate accents. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did notice that, and mm. uh, back when One Piece first started, I had a huge problem with like all the pirate jargon and oh, stuff. Definitely, um, but. Uh, this definitely fits because yes, on the fourth day of the rivalry, my true love gave to me a Blackbeard <laughs> spread. Uh, we finally get to see post time skip Blackbeard, um, and uh, we see him taking off some cool shades <laughs> as he reveals what happened on the fourth day of the reverie. The Kent Red Army Revolutionary Army busted into Sacred Marijuana to rescue Kuma. And they clashed with Marine Admirals Ryoku, Kyu, and Fujitora in the process. <laughs> and Dom, there he is, Emperor of the Sea, Commodore of the Blackbeard Pirates, Marshal D. Teach, with a bounty of two billion, two million forty-seven six hundred thousand. Two billion two hundred forty-seven million six hundred thousand berries. That's, That's a uh, very specific number. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's probably some kind of like Japanese wordplay. Some of Oda's num numerology. Quick, uh, everyone, groups, go get a lotto but... ticket. I've seen theories about what it is, but based on what we saw in you remember the One Piece magazine we talked about last yeah. week with the the bounty and like the adding up that numerology that they use isn't going to make sense <laughs> yeah. to, to us um, yeah. to us round eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so uh and here he is. Here's Blackbeard. He is looking awesome. Uh he's got some cool puffy pants, aka they have puffs on them. Uh he's he's really adorned with like, hold on, he hold looks on. like Look, is that pirate's booty on his pants? Is that pirate's booty? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this man's been shopping at Trader Joe's. <laughs> I really do hope that he's got pirate's booty. He's, on his pants. he's apparently he's also reread all of Dress Rosa. It's like you like Doflamingo? He's awesome. He's the best villain. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I'm gonna grow up to be just like him. He is. Well, he's he's got uh yeah, he's got fur. Uh man, he is he's living large. He's got some cool like his hat looks really uh really decadent. 
Um, Look at that beard. The beard. Yeah, the beard is everything. I think that was yes. the one thing we predicted back then, like that he was going to have a beard just like... Pigtails. Yeah. Well, he's wearing uh, feathers in his hair, the same as Devon is. In his hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and flowers. I like that. That's that's uh, that's it's very good, party. It's a good look. I also like that his hat, his uh, tricorder, there's a piece taken out of it. So someone tried to take a shot at him. Mm. Yeah, like he's really, I think he's really taken up the mantle of what Whitebeard used to represent. He's surrounded by women uh, and and a Mr. Smee. Uh, Thank, yep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely there. Definitely saw that. Particularly a Bob Hoskins Mr. Smee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounded by liquor and a giant, and some pineapples back there. <laughs> and uh, sitting on a giant, uh, giant beanbag chair. Um, yeah, Blackbeard is definitely living large and... Uh, and you can, uh, and and that'll be the tell of his movie, Blackbeard, Live and Large. Um, yeah, he looks great. Uh, Kelly tweeted out earlier that he looked like uh, like he's rapidly approach, approaching final boss form. And, uh, and okay. Yeah, you said you said this was the Blackbeard spread, but it looks more like the Blackbeard man spread to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he coined that move himself. Uh, it's, it's his real special move. Just look well, at that, wow. There's like four of us sitting on it. What a bastard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there he is. And, uh, and, and yeah, um, he, he reveals what happened on the fourth day of the reverie there. Uh, and he, uh, he continues on. Meanwhile, events are transpiring in Wano, where the dreaded monster Kaido dwells. All the young folks of angry blood like Straw Hat have gathered there while the mad empress Big Mom lays chase. As uh, Devon and Shiryu look on while Moray is forced to listen to. Uh, He's only mildly beard. annoyed. Look at that. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I, I guess I'm in here. Yeah, I mean, he was he he did uh, get an offer to join Blackbeard. Absalom is a bit of a douche. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, Blackbeard posits what we're all thinking. What do you suppose happens now? It's already begun. A mighty battle over supremacy over the throne. No quarter given. The. <laughs> Well, I want to know what Dr. Hogback thinks of all this. <laughs> yeah, where is Dr. Hogback? I'm sure they he's left on him back on the ship. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure so, they'll be back any minute now. <laughs> so I think this is interesting. Uh, 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 Blackbeard knows what uh, is happening on Wano. Um, I'm sure he's got spies or, or something. That's, that's mm. pretty interesting stuff. Could be koozie. Mm. Well, actually, I think it's talked about at the end of the chapter, but we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's let's move on. Uh, Kelly. Well, meanwhile, we'll have to wait for that because we are back to Wano for Act Two with Bibin and opening once again uh, with the uh, Shamisen player, which I absolutely love. We open on Atamayama or Head Mountain in Kuriwana, which, <laughs> by the way, I love this it's... so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I yeah, laughed it, at this it, so much. <laughs> it, it turned out to be literal because I don't know if you guys remember, I was saying that Atamayama was like a Rakugo thing mm. uh, where it was about a cherry tree that sprouted on a, the top of a guy's head. And yeah, that's it looks exactly like what we got. I don't know if it's a cherry tree, but, you know, there's definitely a tree on a bald mountain there. <laughs> and we hear some signs of a clash and we see... Uh, Dog Storm fighting. Um, what's the bandit guy's name? I always forget. Ashura. 
Ashura, and uh, they are in uh, the midst of combat with uh, members of Ashura's band, as well as uh, members of uh, Kinemon's group observing. Mm, I, yeah, I, I love that that scene. I, it, he, he does it so um, like cinematically, like you can just mm. see like samurai movie style where it's like cut oh, between, totally. yeah, yeah he, cross cut between wide shot and like close ups where you can only see blurs of movement and then the dramatic, you know, clashing of swords. And he stuff. also it's, overdoes the sound effects in the previous page where it sounds mm -hmm. like, you know, movie sound effects. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. middle panel is just gorgeous here. So yeah. good. everything here is just, oh man, I'm, it's, it's funny how we, uh, we cut away from Wano. We get some really great, some really great stuff, but then like we're back to Wano and it's still great. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great establishing scene. Um, and uh, on the next page, they are kind of at a stalemate here. They're both breathing heavily. You can see how everyone is watching from a distance. And, um, oh, look, Jinbei's there on the left. No, <laughs> he came back. He got his carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this this uh, arc should just be called Too Many Jinbei's. <laughs> Yeah, you know when uh, you, you really miss someone and you start to see them everywhere you go. Yeah. You have that dream where they come in through the window. Yes. Oh my god! Oh, would, would Jimbei fit? No. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover to the Vivre card binder. He is huge. He's bigger yeah. than a horse. <sighs> He's a stout fellow. Um, and uh, Kinemon says, "Okay, let that be the end of this dogstorm and Ashura." And uh, so, yeah, it seems like, you know, they were. It's sort of like a cross between them sparring and them kind of getting some some pent up aggression out. Uh, they're frustrated at each other. Um, and meanwhile, we go back to uh, Amigasa Village in Kuri, which is uh, the kind of abandoned place where uh, Tama lives with Hitetsu, and they're inside his. Um, you know his home, his workshop place there, and uh, Tama is uh, she's sitting up. She's she's looking good because uh, because there, and so is Dr. Miyagi, and uh, Tristan, and uh, yeah, the, all the, the the finest medical minds uh, available. Uh, they you know it's a good thing that that Tama's wounds were shallow. I love that uh, Hitetsu is he's he's bowing. He's indebted to them, and he uh, smacks his his very long nose on the floor. He can't bow uh, that low, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> in the process. And uh, yeah, Tama doesn't. It you know it seems like he, if if she suffered any trauma, it was minor because she passed out. She doesn't remember what happened. Just that Horselina um, Speed was trying her best to fight. And someone, uh, probably Chopper here, is saying, ah, that's quite some power if it turns an enemy into such a loyal servant. Uh, but uh, Tama is is more worried about Big Bro Luffy right now. And Chopper reassures her that, um, you know, Luffy's Luffy's healing power is, uh, he's, he's practically a monster already with how fast he heals. And, um, you know, if his bones break, his spirit never will. He'll be fine. And uh, Rizo apparently is working on uh, freeing him from prison. I don't know if I have an, a, a mental image of Rizo being competent enough to, um, <laughs> to, to feel reassured by that, but um, apparently he is in charge of the, uh, the rescue mission. Uh, Nin Nin, says Chopper. He's, he's playing up the, the ninja role. If, if this is not 
the cutest row of two panels you've ever seen. Seriously. Just, yeah. I, 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 I want Chopper Ninja merchandise. They'd better make it. Yeah, you, Everyone's so, so cute. cute. It's so, so cute, cute fluffy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, back on Atamayama, uh, Kiku comes up. She, she steps up and uh, says that she's disappointed in Ashura. And uh, so apparently he's he's the one who's not playing along here. He's he's the aggressor. He's saying, listen, Kiku, just be glad I'm not robbing you of everything you own. Have you forgotten? This is how we started. Um, so, yes, as we remember, he was uh, he was once a ruffian and then he became a samurai um, all due to his his loyalty, his devotion to one man, Kozuki Odin. He didn't swear no fealty to the entire Kozuki clan. Ain't that right, Momonosuke? And. Omonosuke looks on, and uh, meanwhile, Carrot is marveling to herself that, wow, that guy fought to a draw with, with Duke Dogstorm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get the we get the idea that you know both of them are are very capable swordsmen. That's such I an know. interesting comment there that he makes to Momonosuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Momonosuke tried to order him around, and he turned him down, or something. Or maybe he's expecting, he's telling Momonosuke to step up. To step up, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Brian? Yep. I think you're next. Cool. Uh, and then uh, Kinemon responds with a, and you had better not forget what kind of man I was. I will gain your loyalty. And uh, Sutamaru Asura Doji boy, he responds with a, and if you, and if you care, and if you can, more power to you, but don't assume that everyone's gonna jump for joy at the return of the Kazuka Samurai. Y'all been in this country for 20 long years, and that absence won't ever vanish. Mm. Which is a great point. It's not gonna be that easy. Sagarera just showed up. (laughs) Yeah, or uh, Huel from uh, Breaking Bad. (laughs) I don't even remember that character. Uh, He's uh, uh, Saul's Saul's bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Excuse yeah, me. Totally yeah, that's <laughs> fair. I could see that. <laughs> but anyway, on uh, Onigashima Org Island in Wano, uh, we get a, uh, some... We, and this is probably the best view we got on the island to date, but mm-hmm. we get a... Uh, I'm assuming this it's this character, but I'll just go with it anyway. Hey, Jack. Curry's cut is pathetic. Without Doe Flamingo around, you know who ne- our next business partner is, don't you? Yep. And then, uh, and then we get a couple of minions thinking to themselves, or maybe whispering, "It's like Jack's getting chewed out again." Jack, can you imagine? And then we cut to uh, the uh, evolved form of Mister Anime. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's got wings, and uh, he's like. We don't need more dead weight around here. We've already got Queen. And then Queen was sitting next to him, which is, I love Queen's design so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, goes, mm, that's right. We don't need more scum. We've already got King. And uh, together, which I, it's impossible for me to do, <laughs> they go, got that Jack, 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 got the, that stooge. Jack the Stooge. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, thank you. You clown. 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 Yeah, and Jack always has a little sad, like, 
Mm, I'm sorry, brothers. How can you tell he's sad? He has the same damn expression. <laughs> it's, it's it's the subtlety in the, the eyes. Sweat drop. He has the we same already, eye expression all the time. We already discussed this in Zoe. Keep we up. all read Zoe. And then uh, there there's other boxes show up. It's uh, Animal Kingdom Pirates lead performer King the Wildfire. Next to him is Animal Kingdom Pirates lead performer Queen the Plague. Yeah. And Queen's messing with some screws, apparently. But uh, I think uh, Jack, uh, sorry, King continues like, Same to you, Queen. How does it take, how long does it take to break the spirits of a few stupid brats, you incompetent? It's like, oh, shut up, you torture-loving freak. And it's like, what? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what, the, um, Queen is putting together a set of thumb screws. Oh, oh. That's, a, that's a thumb screw. Why do you know what thumb screws are? <laughs> you never been to like a medieval museum? Mm. Okay, that's fair. There's medieval museums. I've been to, I've been to the oh. Renaissance Fair. I thought so. Yeah, the, the I, I thought that the theory. I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, you know, a lot of people were saying that that is probably kids. Uh, you know, metal arm I've heard oh. the stuff. There. Yeah, hmm. it could be. Huh. Oh, no, interesting. I, the thumb screws would explain why the queen is like working on that right now because you know, yeah, talking about screws torture. to them, yeah, yeah, that's fair. King the Wildfire sounds like a character name from Knights of the No, sorry, was it uh, Ronin Warriors? It? The Ronin <laughs> Warriors, King I, uh, of the Wildfire. <laughs> so, I, uh, voice. um. Man, I uh, I guess that's the end of the chapter, right? Uh, look at his sword. He's got a mm-hmm. circ- circular hilt like uh, Zoro's first sword. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't notice that. It's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, you're my daddy. I, I, even before you said that, Ed, I was like, once I saw that sword, I was like, okay, that's clearly going to be Zoro's opponent. It looks like mm. a sword. Yeah, I mean... He's got a sword. How can you? Does Zoro just walk in the room like, who's got the sword? All right. <laughs> Me and you. Me. Square up. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> Both of these guys look like Kinnikuman characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, if Zoro learns how to cut fire, this is a perfect opponent. Oh, I just. Yeah. I also just thought that, like, maybe also King might be a Skypean or a Bukabin. Uh-huh. I mean, Hitetsu has wings. Hitetsu has wings too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, do, I do like the wings. That's a good. That's a good element. If he's going to, you know, do a design that is so similar, that has both the impel down coat and the, uh, you know, gladius uh, leather all over the body, like at least the wings, I think, are a cool touch. That how much? I, I have a confession to make. I thought it was Magellan initially. Right. Jeez. Well, how much you want to bet? This is like, how much you want to bet when we get his official colors? He's like orange. Oh, totally. Uh, <laughs> going to be like oh, like, ov- like oven or something. Like Charlotte oven. And in the original Kuma. Um, well, well, if you look at his, um, if you look at his skulls, they look very similar to the ones that Shiryu is wearing. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's mm-hmm. totally just like the jailers from Impel Down. Yeah, but uh, even even saying that, like, it doesn't mean uh, Hitsuru and uh, King aren't Skypeans. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they could just be aesthetic wings, too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, if you're going to put on that much of a costume, I yeah. don't ask anyone for having decorative wings. Yeah, but the Skypeans never use those wings to fly. That's true. Yet. <laughs> Final they weren't check. that big. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's go around. Uh, round off, I guess, or in, this, uh, in this way and uh, 
everybody can give their thoughts on the chapter. Um, uh, Kelly, you want to go first? Oh, okay. Um, wow. I loved this chapter so much. I was completely not expecting us to go to the Muggy Kingdom next. Um, so that was just a big treat. I love seeing familiar faces again. Uh, noticed that Mihawk is still listed as the world's strongest swordman. So mm. I know that there were a lot of theories that maybe Zoro had surpassed him during that time. So I wonder if that means he hasn't just yet. But um, just kind of moving forward, I was completely obsessed with Blackbeard. So I'm going to call it his final form. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean it necessarily is, but he is just looking like that final boss end game villain. Doesn't mean he's going to be the last guy they fight, but man, he is definitely making himself... Uh, just menacing looking. So I just to see all of this going on and the way they kind of have moved between the two topics here. Now it's, I, I can't honestly say I'm confident you'll go to Wano in the next issue or whether we'll talk more about the reverie or not. I'm hoping we'll hear more about the reverie or see more because I'd hate for it to be just referenced the way it's being referenced because I'm super curious. But my gosh, I, just too much in this chapter. I'm glad Tom is okay. Uh, great chapter. I, I could go on all night, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Brian. Yeah, uh, this, this chapter was a pure delight. It's almost like more information than I think we deserve for a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I caught that too, Kelly, about like, uh, Mihawk still being the world's strongest swordsman. And it's also interesting in this chapter, we get uh, Shri Shriyu's uh, power up as well mm. with clear, clear fruit, which it almost feels like I feel like he deserves a better fruit because <laughs> we've already seen that one get defeated pretty handily. And since I, I think most of us have probably surmised that Shriyu will be one of Zoro's final opponents in One Piece, unless Oda wants to throw us a curveball. But uh it, it, it also cements the fact that I never thought Mihawk would be one of Zoro's last opponents. I always, because even in the beginning of the series, before Shuryu was introduced, I always felt like Mihawk wasn't um, mm. menacing enough mm -hmm. for a final battle for Zoro. I think, if anything, if Mihawk and Zoro fight again in the last series, just so Zoro can have the title as the world's strongest swords person, it would be just like a one shot. Like after Zoro has this like big battle with someone who's actually like menacing and a threat uh he just challenged mihawk and mihawk acknowledges that he's the best uh so i guess shriyu has the clear clear fruit and i also don't know if blackbeard has figured out a way to transfer his double fruit ability to his crew members which would be interesting huh um uh, which i'm hoping but i i'm just uh i'm just hoping because like it, it, the clear clear fruits are kind of like yeah it's a good fruit i mean absalon sucks so whatever uh, and then, uh, but Devon is awesome. But more importantly, I just want to gloat right now because all you guys gave me shit a couple of weeks ago <laughs> about Moria not caring about his crew. And look who comes knocking. Worried about one of his crew members is fucking Gecko Moria. Yeah. 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 So well, again, like, it doesn't I, mean that he's a good person or even Absalom's a good person. They're both shitheads. But they're no, shitheads together. Exactly. I, I, I bet like it was because they ran out of groceries and he doesn't want to go shopping himself. So. <laughs> Even still. <laughs> uh, 
Doesn't See what I want to know is um, Absalom. What's the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'd like to know is what um, Absalom was doing there in the first place. Mm. Mm. I imagine he might have been uh, doing his journalism, which means yeah. not the only fucking warlord bastard killing journalists in the in the world today. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Huh? Khashoggi. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the... Hey, his bo- this guy's body is perfectly intact. That's 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 an unfair comparison with Blackbeard. That's fair. Which means Blackbeard's better than the fucking Saudi Arabian prince. Uh, what also notice about uh, Full Lead Island, it's basically like the upgraded version of Jaya. Mm. Mocktown specifically. Mm. Mm. Yeah, where we yeah. first appeared. I thought uh, it was but, funny that the uh, they have a Denden Mushi, but they have just a regular old electric bullhorn in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the uh, the the pirate island is a is a callback to um, a long ring long land because they said that's where the Davy back fight came from was this uh, you know pirate island in the I forget if they said it was in the New World or not but um, I don't think uh, they mentioned New World at that point yeah yeah it was um, it was mentioned like this unless unless it's meant to be like a whole category thing and this is just one pirate island but I don't know it's hard to get more piratey than like a giant skull with, with a, a pirate band with a durag and everything yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty brilliant uh and also like with all the wano stuff like yay back in the island i hope we get a name to that uh shimish shimish way i can't pronounce samison samison thank you the samison uh player like i hope she's part of a like uh uh orochima's crew or something could it be mm. robin i mean i was wondering no i don't mm. think so because her hair, her hair is different now. We have to get like more of a full version, a full view of her. That I I don't think it's Robin, mm. but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that too. That'd be that'd be kind of neat actually if she was the one telling the story. It turns out to be Momonosuke's sister. No. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm not I'm not opposed sister. to that at all. Sister. <laughs> uh, good good example of hiding in plain sight. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, I already talked about king and queen. How much I enjoy them. So, yeah, Wano, yay. Great. Uh, Steven? Wow, what a chapter. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I should have known, or I, you know, you could have guessed definitely for sure. And I'll, yeah, absolutely props to to Brian for, for calling this that the Moria showing up. I had just sort of figured like, okay, Oda just kind of, you know, the, the time has passed for Moria to be meaningful in in any way so it was a a very nice surprise for him to um to show up here and uh basically be sort of the the conduit into seeing the latest status of the blackbeard pirates it was um you know i mentioned a a bit during the recap that it was kind of a major headache to um to kind of go back and reference all of the little detail you know the little presentation details about um these characters and what you know okay have they spoken before what did they sound like how how were they previously handled uh little things like that what were their nickname uh things and so on um but it was um it was an awesome scene i thought uh, blackbeard's stuff was was great and yeah the the um synchronicity between him and uh, Doflamingo was not lost on me. I feel like, I, I feel like they're almost like, um, 
they're almost like motion cat, you know, motion sensor guys where they all they do is they just sit around on a big couch all day. And then when somebody wanders into their territory, they just sort of spontaneously activate and go, ah, it's a new age. You know, clouds <laughs> blot the sky. <laughs> you know, and they, they give you a bunch of exposition. Sounds like a Halloween been, decoration. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Or the tree it's in his house. It's the pants. It's got to be the pants. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, he's looking great. I love the um, I love the latest duds, and um, I'm looking forward to that. Another thing that we you know, we didn't mention, but uh, stuck out to me was that even here, where you know he's just sort of summing up what the the current situation is, um, you know, letting you know that a few days have passed, while also kind of telling you, okay, well stuff has not changed significantly in Wano while we have not been looking at it, but he does specifically mention big mom uh, chasing them as well. So, you know, I feel like the more often Oda kind of beats that drum of like, yeah, she's, she's on her way. She is coming like the, the more likely it is that she will play some mm. role. If not, if not in the, um, you know, in the outcome of Wano itself, then, you know, like right afterwards um, mm -hmm. to set up the next arc or something. So he's being very consistent about that, which is um, interesting. I definitely noticed that. Uh, and then, um, yeah, getting right back into Wano, um, you know, it's a nice kind of a slow e easing us into um, in into it with uh, the the stuff with, with Shutemaro, just kind of reiterating that it's not going to be you know the, the whole the title of the chapter being absence um referring to the fact that yeah they've they disappeared for 20 years and um just kind of reiterating for uh story purposes like yeah it's not going to be as easy as just hand out your flyers and everyone is going to to show up they're going to have to you know the 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 challenge of the story right now is to show that they're worthy to recruit uh you know noble noble samurai to join their cause um and and whatnot um i guess for me the the caveat of this chapter i guess i'll be the one to to say it is that i was not really super impressed with the designs for king and and queen um so i was like oh okay well you know it's like some some very familiar elements and um it, it you know otherwise maybe not super inspiring to to me but but then the caveat within the caveat is that i don't think jack's design is super awesome either well, so i'm like okay yeah, well I, it fits i was going to mention that it's they're consistent with the yeah, with jack sure. that way sure yeah they're just all they're just big lugs um so i guess we'll see i mean you know we'll we'll see what their their powers are i i mean i think jack's power is the best part of him so um, you know, if these guys turn out to have uh, some some pretty sweet powers as well, I think that will definitely help. Um, but uh, you know, just wasn't wasn't blown away by the the first um, reveal. That's that's all I'll say about that. Okay, uh, Steve. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is a BFD. This chapter. Uh, I loved it. I. Of course, it's another like one of those around the world kind of chapters. Uh, I know uh, everyone was kind of debating whether or not we'd jump to the reverie, and we didn't, kind of. Um, but this is great. Uh, I don't think this has been talked about yet, so I'd love to harp on this. Uh, I've heard constant uh, 
fan theories for years that Gecko Mori was getting involved in the Wano arc. Like, oh, because, you know, he got his ass handed to him by Kaido. So, like, Mori is going to come in and, like, give Luffy advice or maybe help Luffy. Mm. And no, mm. Mori is back and he's just a stupid, selfish sumbitch. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, wouldn't want or expect Mori to show up in, in, in the Wano fight. That's, it's not his battle anymore. Mm-mm. I thought it was just more like it was an interesting tidbit that, like, that's, like, Moria got his ass handed to him by an emperor. It's not like, oh, yeah, watch out lot, for his, watch out for his mallet. Oh, you got a hit lot by of it already. Because like, oh, Croc was crushed by Whitebeard. Yeah. I just, I thought it was really funny. I ever thought like, oh, Moria's going to get involved in Wano. Instead, he just shows up and, and Blackbeard's like, you want a job? And I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I got to comment on a lot of the incidental characters, um, especially like on the Moria page, like very you know, very, uh, I'm thinking very, you know, like Disney's Peter Pan, like especially this one guy that's uh, uh, telling all this information to uh, Pizarro. I just, I love that drawing. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, and uh, like Oda's, I just, Oda, like the, the, Oda, the sense that Oda's really enjoying this current arc really shows in his artwork. Mm. Uh, mm. It's been fantastic. Like it doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't look like Dr. Katz. You know, it's not like Scribble Vision right now, Squiggle. Uh, it's looking really good. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, I, I'm kind of stealing this from Alex, but I really enjoyed Alex's one theory he had about um, about Jozu, that Jozu was killed off and his powers oh, yeah. Shiryu. So then Shiryu would be like made out of diamond and Zoro would eventually cut diamond because that was dropped maybe in Alabasta. Like that, it like was dropped in Alabasta, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's also so like it little... an, an invisible swordsman. Like, come on. Yeah, it's oh, it's still gonna be badass. And I really like the way Oda draws the invisibility uh, with, uh, you know, like kind of just inking the shadows and filling them in with gray tones. It looks really cool. Uh, Kateri Devon, maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Is this our first out and open LBGTQ woman <laughs> in one piece? Uh, huh? Maybe jumping the gun. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there, there's there's a there's a nugget there. And I just sure. Because I don't know. Her, there was uh, that. There was that cheering squad. <laughs> well, there was also I... Rebecca's burly protector from the the Coliseum arc. <laughs> it saved me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I uh, forgot about her. Yeah. I, I, oh. Hey, I would love for someone to ask this question. SBS and not like, oh, how big are her boobs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was real cool. Uh, Steven, was it? Does it say rain on the back of Shiryu's jacket? I forgot to ask that. It wasn't really. Oh no, no. It says it says jail or prison. That's what he had before. <laughs> yeah. I, is it's just is being the warden impel down just like uh, the 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 X that Shiryu just can't get over? <laughs> I only sure. have these one set of clothes. <laughs> Just no other the... coat ever fit me this well. <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, he he found his soulmate in M. Bison, and he's not going to give it up. <laughs> I just I'm really happy to see Moria back, and if Moria is going to be an underling for Blackbeard, that's fantastic. Uh, and I really, I, I got to admit, I do want to see Absalom come back in the story, just as a corpse with like 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 a somewhat some stupid person's shadow in it. Oh, that's uh, so good. Like there's, there's... <laughs> I'm Dante, and I'm the biggest idiot ever. <laughs> uh, Blackbeard, I mean, it's already been said. He looks fantastic. Uh, 
I'm glad we've now seen him. So now we don't have to think about uh, that stupid opening where he talks midway through it. And it's just the old Blackbeard. Uh, it's the anime I'm talking about here. Um, I, I, I kind of like... <laughs> I think we kind of predicted this back with Reverie that it might be all that might happen and we don't get to see it. Like, oh, you should have been there. It was amazing. <laughs> someone got hit with a pipe and uh, someone dude had tried it. He literally does. I forget the name of that guy. But he does have a Morley? trident. But it's Morley. It's all the cool stuff we don't get to see. It's like, oh, you should have been there. Reverie was awesome this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that... Uh, it's yeah, these these designs are crazy. I'm just looking at King and I'm thinking like, oh, I feel bad for the person that has to fill in all those blacks. <laughs> That's exactly the first thing I thought. It reminds me of the no, it reminds me of that anecdote from Makira Toriyama that the reason he invented Super Saiyan was because he felt bad for his assistant who had to fill in Goku's hair. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm telling you, Oda's the antithesis of uh, of Toriyama. It's just like Hey, uh, Oda-san, you think you could uh, knock it off with the blacks a little bit? And he's like, huh, yeah, huh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, gonna, but then, like, we're gonna do this the hard way just because. Like, sell and sell's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, you got to look at this this guy too. It's like you have to fill in those blacks, and you have to keep all these little bits of white lines there, so like you could see the feathers and his big stupid wings and his stupid <laughs> buttons and the shine and his big stupid leather coat and yeah, the all the leather. other stuff. That's stupid face and like Oda you're great it's, keep, keep doing well, what you're doing well hopefully they'll have like a animal transformation so you'll get rid of most of those details maybe yeah I'm so. curious what's under this mask he's also going to be a real sweaty cosplay <laughs> someone has to do that is like my goal mm. for 2019 I want to take a picture with whoever is cosplaying as King the Wildfire well, they're still alive <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but this was uh, it's it's a great around the world chapter that we got midway through the story. If I could just say one last thing, Oda's really kind of changing up the way he tells the story. Uh, he's you know he's bouncing around. Uh, like I said, like we left Wano to have this little chapter. The uh, the, uh, the the little act breaks he's doing with uh, the curtains. It's he's trying a lot of new things in this arc, and it's been interesting. It's not the same old shit. It's uh, been really enjoyable thus far. Another great chapter. Great, uh, Ed. Okay. Uh, I, th what I have to add to this, I think, is I, I was noticing what Blackbeard was talking about, how he knows all the stuff that's going on on Wano. And I just wanted to make it clear that I think that he is the, the new customer when Jack's getting chewed out or who their next business partner is going to be. So I think uh, that they're mm. implying that Kaido and Blackbeard are getting into business together. But, um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I do. I I love uh, Ashura Doji's line of you know, you abandoned us for twenty years. People won't forget that. That's 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 a very important line because it, 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 it'll go a long way towards explaining the resistance to uh, to you know these people. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense for us because twenty years is a long time for us. Even for the Straw Hats, we were separated for two years. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, I think you guys have covered just about everything. I love all the designs, Blackbeard's poofy beard, his his whole attitude. He's very, he's very fun. He's happy go lucky, Blackbeard in this. Uh, Katarina Devon, even uh, even Shiryu is being a little sort of 
Mm, no, he's not really being. He doesn't really have a sense of humor, but uh, Devon <laughs> and Pizarro and Blackbeard definitely do. So, uh, I lo- I love the trick. It, like that, I I had to read that twice to get that initially. The, like what exactly happened? Um, that was that was really it was impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. You guys have pretty much said everything I, I want to say. I love I just love the I love the Wano stuff. I'm just waiting to I want more. Uh, I- yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Aside from the stuff that everybody everybody said, of course, echoing it all. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Obviously. So um, I think we 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 might have touched on this. I don't I don't know. Uh, but uh, the event uh, or the odd subject that has arisen at the Reverie uh, that Mihawk talks about is most likely the uh, abolition of the Seven Warlords system. I mm-hmm. totally think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. So uh, that's why it would be unsafe on his island. Yes, right. like they'd be coming for him, which leads me mm-hmm. to think about like, oh, well, what about Hancock or um, or well, Buggy? But as we know, that Buggy fail upward, fails upward. So, you know, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, Ed that uh, you know after Doflamingo they have to choose their next business partner, and it being Teach. Well, Buggy was my <laughs> my first oh, thought. Okay. <laughs> I was just um, wondering how Blackbeard would know about all this stuff that's going on in Wano, unless Kaido just sort of tells everybody. Uh, I think that Blackbeard has spies everywhere. Like yeah. he's, he's he's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, like I think I'd like to think that Blackbeard has men on the inside everywhere, uh, which would make him potentially even more dangerous. Um, the. Uh, Killing off Absalom was actually like a that was sort of a surprise to me, and the way that it was revealed, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at first, uh, you know, I, I thought to myself, like, oh god, uh, did they kill Bonclay and take his uh, his uh, memory power? But oh, um, wow, yeah, oh jeez, there'd uh, be riots. There'd oh, be riots. God. Mm. Yeah, I would. Killing I would Absalom is the opposite of killing Bon Clay. You couldn't be any more obvious. Celebratory riots bon, going on. Bon Clay deserves a nice rest. Yes, yeah. he does. Also, small point on that one reveal when uh, when Morris starts to figure out that Absalom's probably dead is if you look at the panel closely of Absalom when uh, uh, Devon starts doing the laugh, her eyes are dark. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's classic anime manga trope. Uh, I think it's I think it's great, by the way, that everybody uh, everybody on Blackbeard's crew finally has some decent clothes. Um, I love that Avala Pizarro looks like he's looks very kingly. He's wearing like a cowskin <laughs> cloak, and um, Devon is wearing something other than prison clothes for once. Uh, she looks like a true pirate. Um, everybody here does, and I, that's the thing I love uh, the most about this is how classically pirate everything is on the island, including as Steve brought up, all the other pirates that are there. Like, they're all classic-looking classic, classic pirates. Um, when you think of a pirate manga, this is the first thing that you should think of, I think, really. Uh, like, oh, wow, look all these... It's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, in manga form. This is the first time I've actually kind of felt... It's felt like a like a piratey thing. Yeah, uh, blo- in a, long, a long time, I gotta say. Yeah. Since Jaya. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Blackbeard looks amazing. I fucking fucking love it. Um, the Wano stuff is super interesting. Coming back to it, uh, really looking forward to seeing what the deal is with uh, Ashura and Dogstorm and Momonosuke. And um, I, I can 
I can only assume that this is also sort of uh, has something to do with why Dogstrom and Catviper don't get along. Uh, it's um, I don't know. I'm I'm throwing that in there. But uh, something else I noticed uh, this this arc in particular this chapter I get such a, weird, a different vibe from um, from Kinemon. Like he's become so serious and uh, mm-hmm. um, less of a comic relief character, like he was in the earlier time skip arcs or post time skip arcs. Um, it's it's kind of interesting to see his true nature as uh, as a very serious um, and uh, convicted samurai, or samurai with conviction rather. Uh, I'll I'll um I'll agree with Stephen on the part of Queen and uh, King's. Uh, designs uh particularly queens i guess i it just uh looks like I'm, I'm yeah kind of and mm-hmm. i i sort of hope he's got like a coat or something like that like something else other than just like overalls i guess <laughs> um actually he sort of looks like obelisk of asterix and obelisk oh that's um, a great oh, wow. point yeah. he's got the same pants exact same body build um, so I, uh, I, I'm thinking on that. Maybe I'm, I've warmed up to that a little bit more. I think I'm um, just a fan of meaty dudes. I mean, Pika's still my homie. Well, you still haven't <laughs> seen his legs. There could be all sorts of craziness going on underneath this table. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, I, as Steve said, feel super sorry for his assistance because God King, look at that guy. Like he's going to have to take off his coat at some point. Um, <laughs> it, it's too hot. It's too yeah. Hot. <laughs> I mean, you got flames behind him, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder where those flames are coming from. Um, I really hope that he goes full Tengu and starts flying with those gigantic wings, or um, or or even better, he goes he goes full Rodan and he causes destruction just by flyby. Um, you think uh, oh, King King might yeah. be the uh, the what, what's that flying dinosaur? I can't think of the name of Pterodactyl. it. I think he might be the pterodactyl. Oh man, yeah, I, I do hope that. Yeah, if if we're all going if we're going full prehistoric on on uh on the officers, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he means he just becomes a giant Rodan, spits fire. I'm uh, I'm so I'm down su- for that. <laughs> yeah, I would be I would be extremely uh extremely excited. And uh Queen is some sort of other kaiju. Gamera. Um Oh man, yeah, right? I was uh, thinking if, was Godzilla's kid is a minya? Yeah. <laughs> Godzuki. so um uh i think that's all i had i have Uh, one thing i want to talk about um i want to talk about oda's author comments oh yeah okay oda has has rich guy problems i've been playing pokemon go inside my house for over two years someone please give me a legendary pokemon he can have all of my legendaries (laughs) i like that he has a house large enough to play pokemon go in yeah Anyway, that's all I had to say about that. All right. Well, if uh, nobody has anything else, uh, let's get to some piece to get... Oh, Kelly? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, it's amazing how great this chapter is, and there's literally one straw hat in it. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, oh, the funny yeah. thing about this is just that... Just Chopper. Like, if you summarize this, I tweeted this earlier, if you summarize this chapter, like, if you just summarize it in text, it sounds like a fake spoiler, like something that you'd see on... <laughs> on <Park laughs> years ago. Because uh, we would get like people would post like bogus spoilers and they would sound exactly like crap like this. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny you should say that. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, this one was uh quite a lot that you wouldn't expect coming from Oda. Yeah. All right. He's a real whopper. Let's uh let's go to the anime recap. Yes. 
three, two. This is the anime recap for episode 863, Breakthrough, the Straw Hat's Mighty Sea Battle. I'm your host, Sam, and today with me we have, once again, we have Ed. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Hey. So this is, uh... This is the second time now that they've made adjustments to the opening to sort of reflect what's finally been shown in the anime. First, uh, Katakuri's mouth. Oh, okay. It was, like, shaded out, and then, like, for only the first week. The second week, because that episode, it was that episode. Mm. Second week, they're able to show it. Uh, now this week, they show Carrot in her Sulong. Oh, right on. I guess I should have paid closer attention. I, I didn't have time to watch the opening this morning, uh... When I was snowed in, I still had to go to work, but I got to go in late. <laughs> the title card this week begins at 3 minutes and 59 seconds, although they do uh, repeat the the final scene from last week, which is like Katakuri's twisty arms. Yeah, it's this weird thing, like, where they they did the same thing this episode, they did last episode, where they bookended with Luffy and Katakuri, but they actually, they just reused the segment from last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that explains a lot about this episode for me. Uh, so when we come back to the sunny, uh, Jim Bay is dodging cannonballs, uh, and uh, we see Big Mom getting tired, and she's looking for Prometheus and Zeus, who are nowhere to be seen. Uh, uh, Sparrow is sort of reflecting that you know that we've they've never seen her rampage this long. It's been about eight hours. Uh, they don't even we have no idea what's going to happen. He says, "Is this when we get the scene of uh, Prometheus and Zeus, or is that later on?" It's later. Okay. Uh, so Bavaroa is alerting Perospero to the, the situation with Pudding and uh, Bedge's ship. Like, Pudding's made the cake, but for some reason the cake is being transported uh, by it's the fire. It's a good question. Pirates. Like, why is, the, why is the cake on the ship of our, you know, of our enemies? That is a good question. Yeah, and uh, now Perospero is, you know, he's saying, okay, we can't, we can't trust that cake, apparently. <laughs> uh, we come to Bedge's ship, and Sanji is kicking a big barrel of poison away that they're trying to like mix in with the, the, the cream. And like the, the barrel breaks overboard and you actually like see dead fish, like rising. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I did like that. Uh, so Sanji and Badge are arguing about whether they should put poison in there or not. And Sanji's argument is, you know, basically like, okay, I, I have my pride as a chef on the line. I'm going to beat her entirely with flavor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, this is like, we're already 10 minutes into the episode at this point. Yeah, uh, and uh, so, yeah, Sanji stuffs some cream into Bedge's mouth, and Bedge, it's it's the same thing that we saw with one of the, the Whole Cake Island chefs, where he drops, everyone's like, oh my god, what happened to him? Is he dead? And then, you know, as it comes to, it's like, oh, I'm dying of flavor. <laughs> it's funnier when Bedge does it, though. So Sanji gets his way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Prometheus I do. I Zeus. like. I like the like the argument. They like get into like, like right before he puts the cream in his mouth, they like nose to nose, just like yelling at each other, like, uh, <laughs> but not like in a in an angry way. Like they're sort of like. Well, they're quite, bickering. They're, yeah, yeah. Well, they're um, friendly bickering. Yeah, and and Sanji is telling them that you know, okay, when I have satisfied my customer. Then you can assassinate her. It's a, right. It's I was interesting gonna, logic. Well, it also puts pudding under suspicion. If that <laughs> were to happen. I mean, they don't say that, but, you know, this this wouldn't work out. Uh, so 
then we get the the aforementioned scene between Prometheus and Zeus, where they're they're now bickering, uh, and uh, Zeus is just like, "Oh, I c- I couldn't help it. The, those thunderclouds are super delicious," and Prometheus is flaring up, and Zeus is getting all small. I thought this was funny. Uh, there's a Vladimir and Estragon of One Piece. Uh, so we come back. Uh, we get more of the the sunny dodging cannonballs. We have uh, Chopper in in guard point, like bouncing them back. Carrot's still going at it, and Brooke is is on his way to her, and that's the eye catch of the episode. Uh, then we come back, and it's a big, pretty long uh, action scene of of Carrot kind of doing her thing. Although the I found the myself enjo- kind of all over the place. Yeah, I find myself enjoying it mostly because of how they portrayed Carrot's sort of. Um, Mental or not mental, but physical. Yeah, they they put way more emphasis on like how exhausted she's getting. Yeah, than the manga did, which makes sense given the way that they built it up, uh, with talking about how they'll fight until they're dead. So I think this makes, I don't know, it's something that they didn't like for one panel maybe in the manga, and this uh, there, this drives it home. I like that. There is a kind of goofy looking shot where where she like li- lightly slaps a. Uh, a steering wheel off the ship like she's getting tired she's not putting she's not putting her all into it and it's still uh off. it's still strong enough to break it <laughs> yeah i did i thought that was funny uh so daifuku's coming down you know she's reflecting like okay i just hope i was helpful at least if i'm gonna die and then that's when brooks brooks swoops in uh he's running off and then, and then there's this really cool uh moonshot like we're or we're we're like way overhead mm-hmm. They're like a tiny speck sort of gliding mm. across the the water as they're talking and you see the reflection of the full moon right and but then it's like it feels like it's coming from a different direction when they go back to showing them like not their silhouette it was mm. a it was an interesting shot i like that i like the whole brook rescue but um yeah like the parts with um with carrot were probably like the best parts of this episode for me except for zeus and prometheus being funny um and uh carrot explaining that you know, to undo the the power, she just has to cover her eyes. Basically, she can pull her hat down, she can close her eyes, she can wear sunglasses. I wish Saiyans were like that, you know. <laughs> um, so they get back to the ship, and Nami's immediately hugging her. It's a really cute scene. Um, Carrot's like, "Oh, I'm glad I could help. Uh, can I go sleep now?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you can." <laughs> uh, so Big Mom's stomach is now growling. And uh, Zeus and Prometheus are arriving, and she like senses Zeus and Prometheus like instinctively, instinctively because they're, you know, parts of her soul, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so she she hops up. She's super nimble because she's lighter now. And uh, I, I thought this sequence was cool. Yes, where, yes. Like, the, the end of Prometheus the is good. wrapping around her arm and like going up to her hair, and you get that shot of of you know Zeus, Prometheus in her hair, and uh, uh, Napoleon drawn out as a sword. Um, and she comes to the ship. She lands on the ship. Everyone's shocked. Jimbe is saying, "Okay, we gotta be prepared to jump ship. It's th- it's that serious." Yeah, she's terrifying. Like uh, they they really fire, really driving home the terror, Big Mom. Yeah, I I, I always loved this. This has always been one of my favorite like sequences in mm-hmm. in the arc. And Big Mom is she's just like digging her hands into the the walls of the sunny. We see it like from the inside of the. Little cafeteria and yeah, it's like fingers uh, come through and pull up. It's like JoJo's. There's zippers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that, so that's going on. And then we come back to some more Luffy versus Katakuri, which is 
a lot of the a lot of more of the same. Uh, mm, yeah. Katakuri is kind of beating down Luffy, but the episode ends with uh, Luffy standing back up. He's closing his eyes. He's getting ready to to try again to try to master that observation hockey, and that is the final shot of the episode. General thoughts, Ed. There were a few. Uh, there were a couple of cool things. Carrot's action scene. Um, Big Mom landing on the ship. Zeus and Prometheus were, were good, but this episode is glacially paced for my taste. It was... It's weirdly paced. Like it's yeah. Like when, because it, it's slow, but it goes by fast. Cause I remember yeah. thinking like when, when carrot and Brooke are like running off and carrots, like transforming, transforming back. I remember when I was watching it thinking that was like in the, I was still in the first half of the episode because so little had happened by then. Yeah. It, I mean, um, I wasn't finding, I didn't find myself bored by it, but it was like, so not much happened this week. Yeah. Not much happened. And then like a lot happens at once. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah, I, I it's like, I'm kind of conflicted where like, I love the material. So it's the same with last week's where it's like, I love the material so much, but like what I'm getting out of the, the anime adaptation just isn't quite what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Maybe my my uh, ability to sense paces is off because I've been watching so much of the of the Frieza saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we can I guess move that's on it. to the next segment. Sure, let's do that. Let's. We've got so much better stuff to talk about this week. <laughs> everybody it's the piece together segment where we answer your questions your comments your theories your news as to what's happening at the reverie on the fourth day um what we usually do first ed uh we do this piece i think steve has that for us this week i certainly do (laughs) do you no uh no i do uh First one comes from Morgul. Says, Avast me, hearties. This chapter be really grand. We finally gets to see Blackbeard post time skip, and it really blowed me down. <laughs> TMI. Moria and Absalom be back, but they also be dead. I think you're jumping the gun there a little bit. Sleeping in Davy Jones' locker, eh? I should have commented after I read that sentence. <laughs> Uh, we also hear some teases about the reverie. See Tama alive and good and end with King Vader and the Killer Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, this chapter was more fun than a barrel full of bilge water. Arr. Well, I don't. Does anyone find a barrel of bilge water fun? <laughs> this is good. I'm taking notes here. These are all going to appear next time. Black <laughs> Maybe like King... shooting fish in a barrel of bilge water is fun. But... Yeah. Mm. Or like a King Vader. I did notice he does like that weird Vader mouth. Uh, <laughs> King Vader and Queen Amidala. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, next one is from OG Sun. He says, hey, OPP. Do y'all think that Jack, Queen, and King are sake bros like Luffy or actually related by blood somehow? Uh, I found it interesting how King has a similar outfit to Magellan and Shiryu, skulls on his color included. Do you think he's a former Awakened Zone guard who broke Kaido out during one of the times he has he was captured? 
Uh, do we know about Kaido being captured by? Well, he. No. They said he's been. He, uh, he's been. He's, he's absorbed a lot of damage over the years. Yeah. That was the point of that. I think in the suicide chapter, he sank several ships that were, uh, right. you know, ferrying him as a prisoner. So, um, it's happened. Maybe he just lets himself I, get captured so that they can try and kill him because he wants to die. Maybe. Mm. As far as Jack, Queen, and King go, I feel like they're even less than Sake Bros. Um, like, I, I, my take is that they're like Mafia just, Brothers. Yeah, it's like Yakuza style, and they don't, they don't even seem to be particularly close. So, because <laughs> yeah. they're just ragging on each other, I don't know. That then again, that is a very brotherly thing to do. So, actually, even we'll uh, uh, do they call each other, or uh, does Jack refer to them as Aniki or? He, he says he says anigo which is um you know similar as it's the ani for older brother and then go mm. is like um uh you know exalted or something you know it's a is a uh an honorific um uh kanji as well so it's it's not something that you see too often but it is you know it, it is a similar type of word so um you know it's I, like a lot of of japanese uh like family terms it's kind of open to interpretation. Like you could, you could say that, that, that they are family, you know, that they are related by blood, or you could say that it is more of a like organizational family type thing. Um, there's not really any hard evidence either way. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, from circumstantial evidence, I feel like they're probably not, you know, actual brothers. Yeah. That's, that's mm. my take. Cool. And this last one is from Grim Pyros. Man, what a chapter. It's been known for a while that Blackbeard's been hunting fruit users, but I never would have guessed I, it'd be someone we're familiar with. Kind of puts how seriously scary of an enemy Blackbeard is into perspective. What do you guys, who do you guys think might be next? Because if I see someone with slow, slow powers, I might cry. I'd cry too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that was a given. Once we knew that like Blackbeard was hunting devil fruit users like and you definitely wouldn't feel the impact if it was like, oh, did you hear about this one dude that had the waffle waffle fruit? Well, they also, I mean, <laughs> they kind of, it, it kind of is in this episode though, because uh, Devin has the 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 pox fruit, and I mean, she they just have it. I mean, maybe they got it, you know, normally. Well, she they probably she, killed someone. She also could have had that fruit before she broke out of prison too. We don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. I guess I I, I would have thought that they would have shown that then, but you know, maybe, I guess it didn't have to. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she was a level six prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine uh, if I that know, was I, just for what she did before she got the fruit. I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, I know. She's dangerous. If I could talk about what I uh, mentioned in the manga recap, uh, Alex's whole uh, Josu thing, I thought that would have been really cool to see. Um, I, I got the diamond fruit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got to think. That's not um, that. Like, the, but the character going after the former Whitebeard captains is Weevil, not Blackbeard. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good point. Yeah. Blackbeard is like, <laughs> please, the Whitebeard pirates were so two years ago. But do we know if everybody made it? Because remember, they did clash again. Mm. That's true. In the uh, revenge, the Grudge War. Grudge oh yeah. War. Yeah. So some of them might not still be alive anymore. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. True. He's like been there, killed that. <laughs> Maybe somebody just... else has the diamond power. Hmm. Uh, mm. Please, oh, please, Weevil. Be safe. 
Weevil might show up at Wano. If anyone, I think, besides Big Mom, if anyone was going to show up at Wano, it might be Weevil. I, I, I couldn't think of a more unwanted guest. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's me, Weevil. I'm the Weevil. best. I'm the best warlord. Everyone should fear me. And I just want him to be, like, smacked away. That'd be so good. And just like, trampled by that? Big Mom the minute he Like, landed. who the hell was that? I don't know. Uh, I think it was some elephant. And, uh, and uh, I don't know. Uh Bonnie's mom? I don't know. Speaking of, speaking of elephants, you think someone stole the from Frankfurt? He killed Spottom's sword? Hmm. No. No, because he's still around, right? Yeah. He's with CP0 yeah. now. Never seen yeah. That's true, I guess. Maybe he was in the right. sword form. I haven't looked closely enough. Mm. All right. Uh, does that, that does it for Discord? Uh, yeah. For Dispeace. Right. Dispeace, I'm sorry. And we've got some emails. Um, the Dear One Piece podcast. Does the podcast have any theories on what slash where could be Captain John's treasure? Could it be a road poneglyph or perhaps something connected to Uranus? Is it hidden under a giant T? When Buggy finds it, will it finally make him a Yonko? I need to know the Chronicles of Buggy will turn out involving the statue of Cash he's seeking. It's from Martin. Hmm. I wonder about Captain John's treasure. Like... We see so little of Buggy, but I don't know. Yeah. I just take it to be flavor text. Sure. Well, I, I I think Buggy will find Captain John's treasure, but it'll be like at the end of the series, and then it will be quickly overshadowed by Luffy becoming the Pirate King. <laughs> I mean, he could have oh, found yeah. it already. That's true. Like he's yeah, gonna, true. he's gonna get it, and then he's gonna walk back in, in, into town, and and the newspaper is gonna fall in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's on brand, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty All great. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, so in regards to uh, um, the One Piece live action series. Uh, cast all the actors who you'd most want to play the Straw Hat crew, keeping Oda's preferences in mind. Attached is the uh, bit in the SPS that shows where all the Straw Hats are are, are from, quote-unquote, in, in the real world. Um, I'm most interested to see who'd cast as Nami since Oda claims she would be from Sweden. Um, by the way, this uh, reader is from Sweden. Oh, this is from Myra. And, uh, or Mira. And um, <clears throat> says... Uh, also, since Jinbei wasn't included in the chart, uh, where in the real world do you think Jinbei would be from? Um, uh, first of all, I you know I say I point this out like every two or three months, so I guess it's time. Oda was not saying where they are from in the real world. It is the image country. So, in other words, it is what what country's image does he associate with their character? And uh, even, and even with that said, Jinbei's from Samoa. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he 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 is he is an oose if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah. You got that right, brother. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for your question. Uh, next question is from Connor. Um, to this day, I have difficulty getting people into One Piece. The biggest reason is always its length. Did the One Piece anime miss an opportunity with the time skip to create a sequel like? DBZ or Naruto Shippuden to start the episode count back from one. It'd be easier to introduce new viewers even if the content doesn't actually change. What are the merits for creating a sequel anime versus keeping how it is? Do you think a sequel at the time skip will, would have gotten more viewers into the series? 
Um, P.S. Steven deserves an award for most honest advertising. His Twitter account is really nothing all but cat pics. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a no. I think Agreed. I think it would I think yeah. it would just make things more confusing. Yeah. At least at least despite One Piece being really daunting at its length, you know it's all there. I, if uh, you made if you if you turned the time skip into like a Z anime, I think you would have people asking more questions. Yeah, because because here's the thing: we were actually had the like it's a fluke of accident that Dragon Ball Z ended up being a successful anime series and adaptation. Because if you compare it to like Shippuden or any other series that had like big time skips like that, they don't turn out as well. Mm -hmm. uh, not even just in like in other countries, but also in Japan. And I remember when uh, the New World stuff got adapted into the anime when we they returned to Shabadi. A friend of mine actually tried that. He actually tried to he invited in a bunch of his friends and he watched the first New World episode, and everyone was just confused. Mm. It's it's not One Piece the way One Piece is structured. You can't really do that and get mm. any sort of like enjoyment out of it if you watch like oh twenty years later Luffy and crew continue the adventure, but it's like wait the. But the attachment to these characters started from when you know them way back when. You're going on the adventure with them. It kind of sucks if you come on the adventure halfway when it's already halfway over. I think for like open-ended series like that, you only do a sequel. You only rebrand it and start over if it is uh, dwindling. Like if you need to reinvigorate the series and create a new push to make it fresh and get people interested again. Um, One Piece has never been at that point. Like they have a very coveted time slot and, and everything like that. And it's not really like, uh, I, especially for the anime, it's not, it's not, they, they don't really treat it like it's, um, you know, uh, an archival, like here's here's the first season, here's the second season, and you're going to want to go back and buy the, the discs. It's just like, yeah, we're just throwing it on TV, and you watch it when it's on this week, and if you missed it, like, oh, well, you know, that's, that, that's too bad. You know, like the, this whole idea of it being like a, a whole thing that you're supposed to watch from start to finish. Like, I don't, I don't think that mentality really exists as much in, in Japan because it's not mm -hmm. a, you know, it's not a core based season. It's not a 13 or 26 um, episode series. It just goes on indefinitely. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very different um, perspective that they have on it from the production side, I think. Plus from a story structure, like unlike Naruto, even Bleach, even one, uh, Dragon Ball, like the, the heroes, the characters go on an adventure then always return back home. There's always a point base where there's like you can start another adventure from, but you can't do that at One Piece since they're literally traveling around the planet. And mm -hmm. every, every island adventure they go on informs the previous adventure more so than in other shonen series where they always can like Ichigo can save the day and then go back to whatever town he was in, hang out with his friends and then a new threat will show up in town and they have to go out and address that threat. But one piece is like, no, literally they're picking up new crew members. They're gaining new abilities. It's sort of like the one piece is a wedge. You start from one little point and it, it grows from there. Pick it up from any other point. You're just going to be like, you're throwing off the, the whole it's, system. It's so weird that you're talking about Bleach because I just happened to buy the first three like Bleach sets yesterday because I could get all of them for under twenty bucks total. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I'm like, I kind of when you talk about that, I'm kind of excited to watch like those first three seasons of Bleach. 
Yeah, because that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, truth. All right. Um, <clears throat> hey there. A couple years ago at MatsuriCon 2016, you guys did a panel dedicated to getting new people into One Piece. My girlfriend loves One Piece, took me to that panel, and I was the only person there who hadn't seen it, sitting <laughs> in the front row with her. You, gave, you guys gave me a really nice statue of Shanks with the request that I use it as motivation to go and watch One Piece. I just wanted to let you know that we watched the first episode that night, and now I'm officially a fan and caught up on the manga. I don't know if you remember me, but I wanted to thank you for introducing me to Oda's world. Nice. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's I, really I, I remember I, that. Yeah, I remember, I remember the, one guy, the, one who, the one guy who was there who hadn't seen One Piece. Yeah, because I, I think that's why Stand we, didn't out. we didn't really do a lot of those panels, because usually if you... If you do a panel dedicated to that series, the majority of your attendance are going to be people that like that series. So it's almost kind of like yeah. pissing in the wind and like, oh, we'll have this panel. We'll get new people in the One Piece. But the fact that we got the one guy that had not seen One Piece. Was that into Katsucon? It. No, uh, Matsuricon. Oh, you right. were there. Oh, yeah. You were there. <laughs> and you were there. <laughs> and Sam, who's not here, but he was there. And Jill was there. And Jill was also there. Jill was there. The doctor was there. And his girlfriend. That's right. Doctor well, girlfriend. Oh, he he lives in Columbus, actually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you for. Uh, well, thank thank you very much. Uh, that was nice to hear from you too. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. It's awesome. Uh, this is from Carlos Matos. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your amazing work every week. I've been following the podcast since the end of Dress Rosa, and it's become part of my weekly rituals. Please know that there's a guy in Portugal that, before getting out of bed on Tuesday, the first thing he does is download your, your new episode. Awesome. Now with the question. With the last chapter exemplifying what the Blackbeard Pirates are up to concerning Devil Fruits, which Devil Fruit powers we already saw in the series do you think will end up in the hands of the crew? Mm. Um, he, he also says, uh, thanks for everything. In my country, we don't have, do not have access to the official Shonen Jump release. Uh, so I decided to follow your example and managed to acquire the official box sets. Ah, nice. Fantastic. And he also, yeah. And he also asks if you ever want me to send you a clip on how Shabao from, you know, Shabandi is pronounced, just ask. That's right. Or Sabao, but, uh, I, yeah. Either way, um, uh, Devil Fruit Pirates we already saw in the series, do you think would end up, end up in the hands of the Blackbeard Pirates? <clears throat> well, they're running out of people to give them to, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Pizarro is kind of a cat already, right? Like, Yeah. Maybe. He's sort of the least interesting member of the crew at the moment. Mm. Well, by by virtue of that we don't know his deal. Same well, yeah, with, exactly, uh, yeah. What's his face? Vas- Topu Topu. Or Vasco shot. Yeah, right. Mm. We just know that he's a drunk. So him and the, those two get powers. Uh, Doc Q, we don't know what his deal is. Um, That's right. Yeah, he might be the weakest member of the crew right now because I just don't like. He's been there since the beginning, and I don't have particularly strong feelings about him. <laughs> I think That's he's true. hilarious. Well, yeah, there, there is that. So Blackbeard also has 10 captains, you have to figure, and that's mm. a, a few more than the ones that we were introduced at the end of part one of One Piece. So, um, oh, and what's his face? Uh, tap, tapa, tapa, tapa. Uh, Lafitte, he's got, he's probably got some sort of power, right? He can hypnotize oh, and fly, we, so. We've seen he has wings. Yeah, my, right. my guess was an owl. Owl yeah, zone. I, I like Ooh, that. that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. But we haven't I'd, seen that one yet. That'd be a hoot. The question yeah. was, what devil fruits have we already seen that they can probably have stolen already? Right. Now, I, my, I would have bet, like, on Jozu, I, was, I would have bet, like, good, good, you know, cash money on that. Um, but it's very possible that maybe somebody else has his diamond fruit or, uh, 
Let's see. Um, or um, how about this? Uh, Kuzans. Because he's working mm. with them. Like, there might be a, a thing where he, they like, they, they double cross him and try to take him. I hope yeah. not. Because he's such a cool, he's such an interesting character. He's a cool I, character, Alex. You can say he it. is a cool character. Yes, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that Oda would would reduce him to the level of off screen shitty Absalom well, death. It would also no, make him an idiot. Not. Like yes, yeah, he he should be smarter to see that coming. Yeah, well, people were saying. Well, who, a lot of people on Twitter were saying that Blackbeard was wearing Kuzan sunglasses. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that those sunglasses were Kuzans, but oh, apparently horrifying. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I agree with Alex. I don't think he'd off-screen uh, no. use on like that. No, but no. that is interesting. Uh, I I just thought of a sad one. It would be a uh, Corazon's fruit, the the silent fruit. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, he's definitely dead. So that's yeah. due for a recurrence. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good point. Um, gosh, I can't really think of any, anybody off the top of my head aside from like people that we haven't seen in a while, like Monet or. Uh, um yeah because like some of the people we know even if they're not relevant in the series right now we know they're alive like sengoku or mr three or anyone like that that's true yeah um yeah good point i'm gonna still go with maybe some of whitebeard's old crew because we Mm -hmm. we haven't really seen everyone and we have that sort of grudge war as sort of a foundation where they could have taken some of those guys fruits Do do we know anyone else that was a fruit user his crew. Um, uh, Mark. I mean, we have Marco and Jozu. Ace. He did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what say I say you? He did. So Vista. I don't think Vista had a devil fruit. No, I'm not sure. Vista didn't appear no? to have one. He was manly. Um, there was that guy with the chain chomp, and we don't know if that was a fruit <sighs> or not. What's his name? I think his name was Rakugo. Rakugo. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think so. I don't know. I, the only reason I know his name is because of uh, the. Uh, Cell phone game. So, uh, um, and the uh, Blenheim is always one I remember. Blenheim. Yeah, Blenheim, Speed Jill, Speed Jiru. Atmos. Uh, oh yeah, uh, what was the one with the pocket face? Yeah, that's yeah. Blen- Blenheim. Yeah, yeah, Mag- he, oh yeah, you're right. Isn't Sorry. Magai? A no, no, that's. Uh, I he, thought Blenheim was the giant. Magai was a affiliate to the White. He wasn't a White Beard captain. Okay. Like he's like the white, the ice fish, Whitey Bay. Yeah, yeah. Whitey Bay. Whitey. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think my, my bet would have been Marco, but we've seen him already retired. So, um, I, I, I'd, I'd wager that either, uh, Weevil would come after him or like, I, I could see Blackbeard taking Marco's power at some point, but mm. as far as the ones that they have now, I'm not sure. Mm. And, uh, we have one last email. This one just came in like a half hour ago. Uh, good time. Yeah. Good timing. Andrew Weinberger. Uh, hey, OPP, big chapter this week, but something in particular caught my eye. There's the theory that Blackbeard will get a third devil fruit power based on the three skulls on his Jolly Roger. I've he also that knows, theory. Yes. Everyone he also knows, knows that Luffy is in Wano, and seeing as Wano is a closed country, this makes me think that Blackbeard has a man on the inside. I posited that earlier. Uh, could he be looking into Kaido's army of Zoan users to find one to steal? Maybe Kaido's dragon fruit or one of the calamities, just something that came to mind. Keep up the fantastic work. Yes, uh, we've we've I think I think we're all sort of uh, on the same page as far as the dragon fruit goes, right? Like, we've we've talked about that before, on a couple occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it for email this week. 
So okay. I guess that means it's time for Reddit. Yes, for that's right. Reddit. Uh, yeah, we. Um, let's see. I've uh, thankfully uh, people have gotten the easy questions out early, so uh, we can eliminate a lot of the redundancy. Since everybody wants to know what fruits Blackbeard is going to steal next, <laughs> uh, I think we've covered that. So uh, we'll crank these out here. Uh, Books is cool. Wants to know: Do you think Frankie is hiding a secret laser? Alter- alternatively, <laughs> where do you I think guess, he's hiding? Hey, it? <laughs> I got a couple of guesses. <laughs> that makes me wonder. Like, you know, this is Wano. It's at the very least, like, it suggests that this is like a you know late nineteenth century uh, level society. Are, are how would they even know to react? <laughs> seeing a laser like did they have any concept of what that means i wonder if it would be like the a, internet has anyone here yeah. seen robot carnival or is it just me i've, I've seen, seen it. it okay yeah. so i was thinking about that like the victorian era robot segment mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> i think it would be a little bit like that uh, that might be what he's working on if 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 frankie has a secret laser where i think he has it i want him to like transform into like a turret <laughs> oh man that'd be pretty boss um, alternatively, Books is Cool continues, I'm getting panic attacks that Sanji will likely face an Okama in Queen. If so, this is going to be my make it or break it Sanji moment. Well, I know that his name is Queen, but um, I don't. I have not really seen any evidence that would suggest that, that Queen is an Okama. He certainly does not have a, like, effeminate or weird speaking style. He just talks like a, like a rough and tumble dude, so... Um, you know, we would need a lot more evidence uh, to the contrary to to suggest that um, that he actually is going for that. So I think he's oh, playing uh, cards. Yeah. So I I forgot to bring this up during the manga recap, but concerning those guys and um, their uh, penchant for torture, um, I uh, I I guess there's some sort of connection to the pleasures there. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we haven't we haven't heard like the you know the term pleasures since Zoe, so I'm not sure if that's something that Oda has just sort of kind of uh, you know paved over. Well, once he, he made got to a, Wano. He made a point to show when the pleasures were attacked or even like electrocuted, they didn't react in a normal way that people were right. electrocuted. They were like smiling and laughing and received the same pleasure from it, uh, which is. My cats are hissing, <laughs> which, which, which is an odd name to give them. Plus, with that specific reaction, I even the characters within the series noted. So maybe. Uh, and uh, just to go back to what you initially said, uh, you know, you have faith in Sanji. He's a he's, he's a cool boy. That's right. He's a good, cool boy. That's right. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure he is cool with anyone's lifestyle, but it's just it's all about, you know, coming off too strong. Like if you hit on him, and if he doesn't want it, he has every right to be annoyed with you. Doesn't mean he doesn't disrespect your lifestyle. He's a cool, good boy. (laughs) (laughs) You leave him alone. That's right. You have all the Sanji fan club members on this show tonight. (laughs) You goddamn right. I was gonna, I was gonna pop in in case Steve didn't get it, but he got it. So I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. All right, uh, Natachi uh, has a, a question about Blackbeard that we we didn't really delve into too much. Oda has drawn Blackbeard pretty big in size this chapter. I have three possible theories for this. One, 
the uh, Gouda Gouda was what is the uh, is I can't it's up to my top to my top of my head. Uh, the Quake Quake fruit or Tremor Tremor fruit or something like that. Rumble Rumble. Uh, rumble Rumble. No, that's uh, no Rumble Rumble's lightning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fruit affects the eater's size. Uh, number two, him having to accommodate two very powerful devil fruits in his body. Or three, he's got more devil fruits in him than just the two. Out of these three, which one do you think is the most plausible? I'm just going to say, throw out there that number four, which is that Oda just wants to draw him looking really huge and intimidating, is off the table. Uh, go back and read volume 25, and when you get the first spread of uh, uh, four of the five Blackbeard Pirates at the time, there is someone in the foreground going like, oh, God, they're huge. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty tiny compared to them. So Blackbeard has always been... Uh, a, a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, big J of to, Big J of today says, uh, wow, I feel like we were somewhat expecting Moria to come back this arc, but I could never have predicted it would be like this. Lately, <laughs> Zach seems to be absent for these big chapters. I really would have liked to hear his commentary. I know the argument that Moria was not sympathetic at all was made recently, but I think this chapter helps his case, even if he is still pretty shitty. Thank you. Well, <laughs> How is he sympathetic? It's just like, you killed one of my underlings. Am I going to have to explain this again? <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, well, Zach will I'm, be back next week. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm just saying even villains have tragic backstories. Zach, Zach will be back, and you'll be wishing he would go on vacation again before you know it. <laughs> now we we miss Zach too. Uh, ATLA mm. for life says King mentioned a new place for Jack to go for a deal of black market weapons. If this is referring to a new broker, do you think it could be Crocodile? We saw him in a fancy manner back in Chapter 903, and it would be interesting considering the parallels between Crocodile and Doflamingo to see Crocodile take his place. Uh, forgive me, I'm kind of spacing. Did we talk about who that could possibly be in the manga recap? Uh, I think Ed mentioned it could be Blackbeard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said Buggy. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, I, Crocodile is a great idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing for me was that like the way that he phrased it was like, you know who our next one is now that it, it made it sound like, okay, this is a big deal or this is like a big pain in the ass or something like or, that. Don't fuck so, this up too. Right. Yeah. And so I, I kind of feel like that has to indicate Blackbeard maybe mm. just because I, you know, like who cares if, if it's, you know, if it's buggy, like, okay, well, whatever you just sell him. Right. You he's know, too whatever. small time still. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, didn't you hear buggy's like probably. as big as a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Outside of like someone like maybe Shanks or even the world government level, who else would they be like intimidated by? Well, why would it be an emperor? Why would they be all about giving weapons? Blackbeard more power. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. To another. Well, to no, LM. no. It kind of wants chaos. He wants to start a war. So, I mean, uh, yeah. true. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't care if he lives. So right. it makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the Admiral Peaches says a few chapters ago, I think someone said that Jack is turning out to be the odd child of the Calamities, and it seems like that's right on the money. However, while he seems to be the weakest of the Calamities, he was a major threat during the Zoe arc, so I can only imagine how strong the other two, parentheses, three Calamities are. I mean, that's just, you know, uh, the, the proper order of introduction. You always start with the weakest, save up for the uh, the biggest and baddest at the end. So, mm. 
Um, so are we assuming that there's an ace or is the ace Kaido? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be an ace, but... Uh, ten. Yeah, we've talked about the ace, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Drake being being part of that, which we still have not seen yet. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure whoever they are, they're full of love and energy. <laughs> and we also could. haven't seen Caribou yet. That's favorite. true. Ah, well... Like, and I can't wait yeah, to he, not see him ever again. Hey, hey, timing. You hey. want to go hang out with Kaido, right? His That's good time. They were taking good, him, right? Come good on. Timing because because our very next question from Bullet Catcher. Here is something I just saw and was reminded of in your reread. Might have made you suppress. Wasn't Caribou taken to Kaido by Drake in yeah. his cover story? Might we see one of the podcast's favorite characters again? Hey. The only. <laughs> The only other person who knows about the living weapon, Poseidon. I think we all need to reevaluate Caribou. After reading his cover story, Caribou is Antifa. He's- oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you guys. I just had a thought. I, this didn't occur to me when we were reading the chapter, you know, the, the, the last chapter, the one two weeks ago. Um, what if Kaido's the person in the cage that was spitting out the fish bones? Kaido? I'm not Kaido, Caribou, Caribou, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm not Kaido. I thought you guys, like, what uh, if Kaido's... thing going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what if it's Caribou? Mm. Could be. And they were talking about that thing. No, no, like they, a big, they said... Goopy mess. No, but they said that whoever's in that cage has been in there for so long, everyone's forgotten who it was. Mm. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. suggests it's probably one of the samurai. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. I, sorry. I feel like it's a pretty good chance that we will see Caribou. Yeah. <laughs> Caribou will be like, hey, you want to break well, me out? And they're like, well, we no. Haven't, we, haven't seen X, <laughs> we haven't seen Diaz Drake either, so I'm sure they're together wherever they are. Maybe yeah, I, maybe Drake didn't take Caribou to Kaido. Maybe he just took him but didn't like take him to Kaido because he wants to use the weapon for himself. I, I really hope uh, Drake is high rank in Kaido's army because I really just want like all the calamities and him to just form like the Megazord. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. Oh, shit, we are. Yeah, especially if yeah, if King turns out to be a pterodactyl or a pteranodon or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Queen yeah. would have to be a triceratops. Sa- Sabertooth tiger, right? That Sa- was Sabertooth tiger and, and uh, triceratops were the last two. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh man, we could get now. the return of docking. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> and maybe Robin will be like, I've changed over two years, so all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Right. I, I'm, I'm one of the gang. I make funny faces now. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let, let me be the left hand. And then they get no, their asses from the head this time. Yes. Mm. That's that, that's Chopper's position. Not no mo. <laughs> All right. Uh, that store has a comment. When the Mary died, I felt sad. When Ace died, I got really sad. But Absalom dying off panel made me tear up. But I understand he doesn't have a lot of fans. Mm. I always liked him. Ugh. Yeah, he had his flaws, but he was redeeming himself. He got a new job and was a promising reporter. <laughs> I hate the Blackbeard Pirates now. <laughs> Gone too soon. Rest in peace to Absalom. May you um, find the soulmate you were looking for in the sky. Please. I mean, those had better be tears. Up. Those had better be tears of joy. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, he got he got a new, new honest job as a paparazzo. Get yeah, seriously, he started working for TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even around outside it's... of being a pervert, he was just kind of lame. Sitting around like the offices of like Thriller Bark talking shit about celebrities while Gecko Moria sips from his big stupid <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
TMZ Pirates. Get, get fucked, Absalom. And you too, TMZ. Yeah, you know what? Don't R.I.P. Absalom. You suck, and you always have sucked. I really hope this big stupid idiot gets put in your body. <laughs> oh man, I hope it's like Weevil. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the the, the notion of Absalom's personality. And Absalom's body coming back with a different personality does make me really interested in seeing Absalom again. <laughs> yeah, because we'll never see his soul because his shadow's gone, right? Like that's yeah, how it works. Well, He's He's a dead dead person. Yeah. Dead. I think even if he comes back, like, you know, in, under some circumstance where it's like Moria is part of Blackbeard's, I still feel like even then he, he's just going to be like in the foreground in some random panel. Like, oh, yeah, there's Absalom. And that's the most you ever see of him. I'd rather see Caesar more. come back. Yeah. Oh, right. Caesar's coming back. For yeah, sure. I'd rather see Caesar come back and he poison kids. <laughs> Son of a oh, bitch. hey, uh, do you think? This is just an offshoot question, but do you all think that Perona is going to end up joining Moria on Blackbeard's side? That's what I've been wondering. Mm, yeah. Well, we're not even certain Moria has accepted Blackbeard's oh, offer. That's true. Is it really yeah, an offer? Got, yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. He's got plenty of other offers he could take. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's uh, Tyriac has a question for me. Is there a Japanese pun associated with Blackbeard's bounty? I tried going through all the permutations of 22476 and didn't have much luck. Just as closest I could get was 674 being Munashi, empty slash void, if you go backwards. But 22 has several potential options, none of which jumped out. I did see the suggestion elsewhere on Reddit that it's close to teaches real life bounty if you adjust for inflation and exchange rate, exchange <laughs> rate, but that seems like a bit of a stretch. Wow, um, that's great, extra though. fun, extra fun fact by my count with Devon's Devil Fruit, there are now 100 named canon Devil Fruits. Time for a celebratory bumper round of trivia. Um, oh shit! Yeah. That was this week. Uh, this week is the 300th anniversary of Blackbeard's death. The real life Blackbeard. Oh. Yeah. Oh, a real life blackbird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. November twenty oh, second, wow. November twenty second, seventeen eighteen. Oh, um, Oda must have known that. Interesting. Yeah. You think um, so? Yeah. So, uh, so the um, I, I did not bring this up, but um, when we were doing the the manga recap, and I said like I wasn't sure what the uh, the number thing was. I did see one suggestion. This is just a completely random thing. I have no idea if this is what what it was going for, but it, I thought it was interesting. Uh, that uh, on a on a Japanese blog that the two two four seven six would be read Fuji Shinamu, which would be uh, kind of like a, uh, a a creative and sort of archaic way of saying Fuji dies or Fujitora. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how seriously to to take that. Um, but we did get a full arc of Fujitora already, so I, you know, I guess he he has served a purpose in the story. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see. But um, um, <laughs> this is like Atsy. the Paul is dead of One Piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. If we were going to go back a few of the previous questions, uh, uh, Bossolino, uh, Kizaru's light fruit, him confronting Blackbeard, dying in the process, and then one of his crew members getting that fruit makes a lot of sense to me. Huh. Oh, actually, you know, if you just turn the numbers upside down on a calculator, it says penis. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. Boobs. 
Boobs. Uh, Black Northwind says, uh, if I understand correctly, Cat Viper and his guardians haven't yet arrived in Wano, so when will they show up and will Zoe itself come? Hmm. So they uh, they were looking, you know, they've, they've met Marco, but I forget, was he leaving after that? Or because Marco asked him to take a message. Was that it? I can't. Yeah, God, he can't asked remember. him to tell them something about Wano, right? Or about something. I thought it was something for Luffy. Oh, for Luffy. That's right. He had a message for Luffy. Mm. Wait, um, wasn't Dogstorm and Momonosuke, they stayed on Wano, right? So Zoe. Wano, Zoe. Or I'm Not sorry, Zoe. God. Yeah. Um, my, my mind is all a jumble during this piece together. Uh, yeah. So Zoe must be docked somewhere around there. Unless right? they took a boat. I don't know how yeah. many boats they have. That's mm, that's just yeah. what I what I assume is that they they took a boat off of. Because uh, I think you'd notice Zoe. Yeah. Yeah, know. it's a pretty big elephant. <laughs> and I can't fathom you'd want to risk like all of your countrymen to leave them close to Wano like that. Just want to bring up uh, an old potential episode title, Dude, Where's My Zoe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you could find that sketch on our Patreon. <laughs> Good one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Brave Sabo mentions, uh, we, we did uh, talk about this, but brings up the possibility that uh, Queen is playing with kids' uh, metal arms since we didn't see it uh, in his uh, cell pictures. Um, so yeah, that's uh, something to look look for. Uh, Gladius Wing Zero says, as we've now seen or presumably seen all of Big Mom's and Kaido's commanders, which do you prefer? Since we don't know too much about Kaido's, you can answer this design wise. Uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to compare because we have like you know 150 members of the Big Mom crew, I, and I think they just mean the top commanders, like the sweet. The sweet three and the uh, oh, oh, okay. The sweet three, yeah. Okay, so that was Cracker and uh, Curry and, Curry and Smoothie, Smoothie, and I'll put Snack in there. And then, yeah, like snack. snack, although he he sucks, he um, got demoted. <laughs> uh, I, 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 with whole cake because Kata Curry, yeah. Katakuri feels like he belongs with the uh, disasters now, he kind of does. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I still like the disasters because again, big burly men. That's that's my take. But uh, I I, and personality wise and ability wise, Big Mom, uh, the sweet generals all the way. Yeah, but but it's you know it's it's an unfair comparison at this point because we don't know what the calamities yeah. can do. So what they can do in their and mm. their personalities, much of it. Right. Right. Uh, getting towards the end here, Typeset says, is Oda using thought bubbles more these days for some reason? He has said that he prefers to show what is happening rather than use thought bubbles. Aha! Let me correct you. He has said that he does not use thought bubbles for Luffy to show Luffy's mental process. Uh, he does not have an issue about any other character using thought bubbles. So... Uh, if something seems different, it's uh, that's it's just in your head because uh, Luffy has not been giving us internal monologues. Um, the only uh, the you know the thing with Luffy is whenever he's thinking about something, he just has an ellipsis. You know, he Oda puts in a panel where he's not saying something; he's just looking, and he's got the dots, and that just means okay, Luffy is thinking something. He's about to go into action, and then we will find out what it is that he was thinking. 
Um, I but never realized that. Yeah, you really? answered that in an SBS. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like we ago. brought it up on the podcast a bunch of times. Yeah, like Luffy never has a thought bubble. If he remembers anything, it's like in a flashback. But in anything he should internalize as a thought, he just says outright because yeah. that's his personality. Yep. Damn. There you go. All right. Uh, last question from Serpentscape. Uh, seeing Mihawk and Shiryu in the same chapter and the reveal of Shiryu having the invisibility fruit is bringing back to my mind the theory that's been floating around for a while that Mihawk will be defeated by someone else before Zoro gets a mm. chance. I can see Shiryu pulling a dirty trick at the last moment by turning invisible or stabbing Mihawk in the back so he would be winning dishonorably and would be disgracing Mihawk's pride as a swordsman in the process. It'd be an interesting emotional no. moment for Zoro, which I, the I stab in the really back, especially that. yes, stabbing mm. in yeah. the back. Yeah. I hope that happens. Yeah. I mean, that would be such a parallel to the fight between Zoro and Mihawk. It's God, I would love that. Yeah. yeah, that would be really good. And I guess would that mean? I wonder if that would happen sooner than later. So does that mean he would go with Perona towards uh, where Blackbeard is? It doesn't feel oh. like Mihawk's moving. <sighs> yeah. I, I nope. want them to stay together because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, that would be interesting because now Perona has a connection to Zoro as well. And exactly. That's like their master being taken down that way. Mm. That would be fucked up. Like, I mean, I can't yeah. believe, I, I can't believe uh, Mihawk wants to leave, you know, the Muggy Kingdom and like Hotel Transylvania, whatever he's got going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, during it's the Muggy Kingdom. Somebody said, you know, like, oh, that it was maybe like disappointing that Shiryu had the the invisible fruit. But I, I said that. Yeah. Only because it's not a great fruit. Well, but the thing is, like, you're thinking about it as Absalom's fruit. And sure. Absalom sucks. Like, he's an idiot. <laughs> he was using it to, to, you know, perv on women in the back. Yeah. But now um, that we know that, like, there's, like, observation hockey and things of that nature, it's kind of like, is being invisible really that, like, overpowered in a world like this? I would think not. Well, like Santi handled it with salt. But but I bet I bet Oda could just say like, oh well, if you're good at the fruit, you know, you're invisible to hockey as well. Like you're truly invisible or something. Like maybe there's an awakened version Mm. of clear clear fruit where you can like make everything invisible, thus like then you're really like fucked. But I the but the implication of Shiro doing a dirty trick and wounding Mihawk in the back and becoming the world's greatest swordsman through underhanded methods, one hundred percent on board with that. Totally. Uh, I um, I like the idea of Shiryu having the fruit because it's sort of like a reverse blind samurai type thing hmm. where mm. everybody else is blind except for the samurai. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Well, it's also like in, if he's Shiryu the rain, I wonder if it's if it rains on him, you can see his silhouette. <laughs> yeah, well, that would make sense. Mm. It's the first time we've had an invisible guy slashing people since Captain Kuro. okay all right that's it for reddit great well we all know what that means it's time to peace the tweet all right ed take it away (laughs) okay the first one comes from uh dylan who says does king shop at the same store as katakuri (laughs) gladius too (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. Gladius, but especially Katakuri. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yintabef says, I have a theory about which of the four cardinal gods Kaido's crew represents. North is the white tiger, which is queen because the tiger represents metal. He was holding gears and was 
hinted at being in charge of the prison or the forge. Um, and uh, his head is bald? Okay. Um, and east is Ash Azura Dragon? Jack doesn't fit anywhere else. Oh, he means Jack. Okay. South is the Suzaku, the Flaming Bird King. Spikes on the head. Uh, so that would be that would be King. And west mm. is the Black Turtle with the Snake Tail, which would be Orochi. And center is Yellow Dragon Kaido. Uh, I don't really understand what any of this is about. The, even when, uh, it's the uh, the four. I forget. Oh, is this the, like Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, yeah. Okay, those guys. That's that's the extent of my knowledge about this particular. Movie. <laughs> Me too, but like I've seen it uh, reference in other series where it's the uh, Tiger Turtle, a uh, Phoenix, and Blue Dragon, mm. right? Or Dragon, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's I mean, maybe we try again with that question next week. I'm not really sure what mm. they're getting at. Next question comes from a Sniper of My Heart, who says. So everyone's new favorite Edgelord King has black feathered wings. Is there another Sky Race we don't know about? Or does he just dye his wings for maximum edginess? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. Manic panic on those wings. <laughs> Maybe he's related to uh, Kitetsu in some way, or Hitetsu in some way. I hope they're both from Sky Island now. I completely forget about Hitetsu's wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they were like after uh, what's his face, uh, Unruj, because they're Bilkin, they're larger wings than the Skypean wings, so maybe they all came from that island. Mm. Possibly, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, next one comes from Cracker Jakku, who says, I think that Imusama and Toki are strange sisters from the void century. The reason Toki kept jumping forward in time was to find a period where her evil sister was not reigning over the world and she found. Uh, something like that in the isolated country of Wano. I, Sounding I like it. lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally dig it. Mm. Okay, uh, let's see. The next one comes from uh, let's, uh, Wes the Fitting, who says, which came first, the mountain or the hair? He's talking about Ashura Doji's uh, head. <laughs> but I, yeah, probably the probably the hair, because that's, that's, that's the samurai samurai hairstyle. And next one comes from SauceBoss5000, who says, I know it's a day early, but can we all appreciate Teach's Transformation Tuesday? He went from looking like a day-drinking hobo in Jaya to the beautiful bearded pirate pimp of today. Must be fulfilling for <laughs> Oda to finally get to draw the Blackbeard he always envisioned. Yeah, Blackbeard's definitely the ultimate pirate now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah enjoyed, I I've, I've enjoyed his constant glow-up from the moment of his introduction. <laughs> Uh, Dark Leviathan has a question, which is that now that Absalom is dead, so who takes the position of number one worst character in one piece? Uh, I don't know if we... you... <laughs> we were talking about Caribou. Yeah. He's out there. Mm-hmm. Caribou is, yeah. yeah. Caribou smashed the, uh, he, he smashed the factory owners, so I have mm-hmm. a little bit of sympathy for him. All right, next one comes from Nura, who says, hey, OPP, what are your top three dramatic scenes that you like to rewatch? Uh, ours are When They Burned Mary, Whitebeard's Final Captain Order, and Zoro's Speech After Losing to Mihawk. Well, that last one is definitely up there with me. Uh, Dramatic. Uh, would Luffy defeating Crocodile count? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Speech, March, March to Along Park. Oh, Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Yes, and the stabbing. <laughs> Gotta uh, have the stabbing. Zoro versus Mr. One. I mean, granted, that's an entire episode, but that's a, that's a, that's a great moment. Um, this is what the best moments in the anime? Three, dramatic top, moments. Yeah, top three dramatic scenes that you like to rewatch. 
Oh man. Or Chopper. Just a, yeah. Um. So Chopper. Uh, this is the this is the thing that always gets me about like drum is that there's so many moments, but the one that I always rewatch is the end of um, the episode where Chopper leaves when he sees the drum Rockies light up for the first time. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it doesn't. It, it can be happy, dramatic too, right? It doesn't have to be dire. Yeah. No, yeah, of course. Like that. That I think is is directed so well, and the music cue is perfect. And then it ends with, uh, you know, get out of here, my my stupid son, like my idiot son. Like that's mm-hmm. big dumb animal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's like in, definitely in my top three. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, when the crew starts to fall apart in Water Seven, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one is just so intense. Oh, like the episode before Luffy versus Usopp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just that desperation. Yeah, that episode's directed oh. beautifully too. Yep. Oh god, Water Seven anime is like so good. Pinnacle, <laughs> like One Piece anime. Oh god, there's so much good direction in that. On a similar note to uh, dude on Alex's, uh, my favorite drum moment that just breaks me down even before is when Here Look, after taking Chopper's poison, leaves. And Chopper's like sitting at their place, like all happy. And then Koina shows up and basically gives them the four one one. Koina, sorry, not Koina. My fault. <laughs> She's no, we're oh. talking about a character who is good at staying alive. Yes. Uh, yeah, Koina. Oh God, yeah. Kraya shows up and she's like, you, you can't just bullshit your way through medicine. You have to know what you're doing or else you're going to poison people. And he took that poison because he loves you and he didn't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, and man. then Chopper gets it and just starts yeah. breaking down. I was like, God, Oda. <laughs> Drum is a tour de force of dramatic moments. I think one of my, like one that doesn't get talked about, but always kind of gets me choked up is when Hero Look first, like when he kicks Chopper out and he shoots at him. Uh, they picked a really good song for that moment. Ah, oh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. That, that one always kind of chokes me up a little bit. It's very emotional. Yeah. And then I think Vivi uh, screaming, please stop. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, I, when I, I, re, I rewatched the end of Alabasta a couple months ago, and um, that doesn't go on for as long as I remembered it. Mm. Yeah. It's, true. It's, it's, it seemed every, Everything gets shorter the more you watch it. <laughs> the longer uh, one piece doesn't help that doesn't help that years and years ago, uh, I think, Alex suggested uh, uh, taking the stop the fighting, but replacing fighting with another F word. And then uh, <laughs> someone that was in our show made a video and just bleeped it out to make it sound like that. And uh, hey. it's kind of always ruined that scene for me a little bit. I mean, oh, before, so before Jimmy Kimmel, thanks <laughs> before Jimmy Kimmel got political, all he had going for him was unnecessary censorship. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, things that were popular nine years ago. Anyway, I like it. <laughs> Next one. Uh, this is the last question. It comes from our old friend, Bisa Rummy Bear. It says, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the pronoun Mihawk fish out of water, buddy comedy. Yes, please. <laughs> I do like that. Um, but yeah, that's the last that's the last bit of piece of tweet. Um, you want to roll right into the ending? Let's do that. Okay. This has been the One Piece podcast for the week of Monday, November 26, 2018. Boy, I wish you had a great time on this week's show, didn't we, everybody? Oh, yeah. 
Like, how, how could we not with all the great stuff that's been happening in One Piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, there sure is a lot of it. And you know, you know, everybody, we're going to have a really good time next week, too. I'd like to thank all of our guests for coming on. Um, and uh, we'll start with, uh, with Kelly. Hey, Kelly, thanks for coming on. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Karuri. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Brian. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Dark King Zero, all one word. Check out the Animation Success Stories podcast. That's the ASS podcast on YouTube for stories about people joining the animation industry. Uh, and I don't know, DeviantArt, that's a thing. Watch you know, Rick and Morty if you want to. <laughs> Brian, if you wanted to get some fan engagement, um, you could ask people to post pictures of themselves on Twitter while listening to your podcast, and you could have it hashtag show us some ass love. <laughs> Do what it <laughs> Show us that ass love on the post pictures of us. Go to animation success stories on Twitter to post us post pictures of you listening to us as we do live we usually record on Sundays live, so check out our Instagram uh when we might record a new guest. Uh thanks thanks Ed. I'll have to tell that. I'll relay that to the crew. All right. Fabulous. Uh, Steven. You may follow me on Twitter at Translatasaurus for, uh, as our, uh, you know, reader wrote in to, uh, to point out, yes, it is nothing but cat pics and the occasional retweet of uh, prom- promotional tweets for stuff that I've worked on. Um, and hey, if you like that, uh, that reincarnated as a slime anime, check out the manga because um, uh, we worked on that. And it's ahead of the anime, so um, you know, get get ahead of everybody else. Um, so, and if you follow uh, yeah. uh, if you follow enough of the podcast crew on Twitter, you'll probably see Stephen making Simpsons jokes in some place too. Sure, that's right. Uh, Steve, hey, it's nice to be back. Uh, first of all, thank you to everyone that uh, stopped by my table at Anime NYC. Uh, mentioned that they were a listener. Uh, shot the shit with me. Talked about Sanji, talked about wrestling. I really appreciate it. I kind of forgot that New York is kind of like our home base for the podcast. So it was nice to see a lot of familiar faces and uh, meet some new ones as well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Tumblr, Steve Yurko, it's all one word. Uh, and I'll be back next week. So we'll see you then. Fabulous. Uh, Ed? Uh, yes, I'm Edward E. One Piece on Twitter. I'm also at Weave Trailers on Twitter. I posted uh, the most recent one that I posted was the Lord Slug uh, trailer, which has coming <laughs> <laughs> a renegade dynamic with powers you can't believe, featuring music by Disturbed and the Deftones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that trailer so much. I'm, I'm going to be posting so many old Dragon Ball trailers like in the next two or three weeks because I ripped uh, a lot of thing. I, I, I ripped those old Garlic Junior DVDs because I'm going to sell them because I don't need them anymore. What Garlic Junior's <laughs> back? <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know that there was an original Street Fighter movie, Ed. Oh, uh, no, I, I, uh, no, no, that wasn't, um, <laughs> that was not the Street Fighter movie. This okay. is, this is a different anime that I had, um, th- that was on TV that I had never heard of. Oh, but, Street Fighter V? Yes, yeah, yeah, Street Fighter 2 V. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's, like, super 90s anime. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Yeah. Is that the one with Naked Chun-Li? <laughs> no, no, that's the movie. Uh, that's okay. the movie. Yeah, no. 
It's a good. At the the movie's on Blu-ray from Discotech. You should check that out. That and the Fatal Fury movie should buy them together. Oh, oh we, man, we I love the Fatal Fury movie. Yeah. Uh, hey, Alex. And, uh, yeah, and speaking of and speaking of me, you can find me at at Twitter uh, on Twitter at dude exclamation all one word of course, and you can also listen to me uh, every month on Toho Yaro, a Japanese movie club podcast. Our current episode is the uh, movie Sweet Bean featuring Kieran Kiki, and uh, coming out next week, hopefully, uh, we'll be covering uh, Juzo Itami's The Funeral. Um, and uh, you can also uh, check out my other uh, Twitter account, Weeb Simpsons, um, if you haven't already. And as for this podcast, where can the good people find us, Ed? The podcast can be, well, first off, follow Zach on Twitter, twitter.com slash Zach underscore Logan, as he makes his way through Southeast Asia. Oh, so, slash in there. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be back uh, next week for the show. Uh, the podcast can be found at onepiecepodcast.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. Onepiecepodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Onepiecepodcast is our Skype name. Please support us, patreon.com slash one piece podcast our subreddit is r slash one piece podcast you can leave us some piece together there and subscribe on soundcloud subscribe on google play subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts or call us on our phone number alex uh <laughs> i told you at the beginning of the show it was three hours ago it, but you said i'll do it <laughs> and then i was like cool three four seven four nine seven Maji. Maji. That's oh, what I knew. That part. Three four seven four nine seven six two five four. Only time. Anytime. Anytime. You never do. With your questions, comments, theories, and and why you shouldn't manspread Blackbeard? Come on, show some decorum for a pirate. Come on, it's rush hour. And uh, nobody wants I know to everybody. That. Everybody, you've you've missed you've missed Zach's trivia corner. Well, guess what? You're in luck because Steve put together a trivia segment for us this week. I certainly did. So, Steve, uh, I'm going to let you take over the rest of the episode. All right, guys. Uh, well, I'm really happy to uh, keep trivia alive and well. Uh, it's, uh, that tends to be uh, what a certain character that returned this chapter does. He keeps characters alive and well with their shadows. Uh, as we all know, uh, Gekko Moria returned in this uh, week's chapter. So I figured I'd quiz you guys on named members of the Thriller Bark Pirates. Wait. Okay. Uh, this... All three. <laughs> no, no, no. This includes named Zombie. zombies. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> for, like, but uh, stuff like like Zombie 69, <laughs> which happens to be the lion with which might have Absalom's lower jaw. That doesn't count. Some okay, of these. But some of these zombies do have names. Uh, some of them are quite literal. If you want to take a shot and say something literal, <laughs> you might be correct. Uh, so what? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We do this in the order. We do the manga recap, right? Yes. Yes. But I always so. end up going last. Oh. On okay. purpose or what's the... I don't know. Zach just does it that way because I would otherwise I'd always be first. Oh. Okay. So then, uh, so then the order we'd be doing this would be Brian, Stephen, Alex, Kelly, and Ed. Okay. Yes. Sound about right? Okay. So uh, without further ado, Brian. All right. I'm going to fuck myself right out the gate. Uh, Captain John. Ah, nice one. Yep. All right. Uh, Steven. Absalom. There you go. R.I.P. He's a son of a bitch. <laughs> and who we got next? Alex. 
Perona. Correct. Kelly. Hogback. Hogback. Ed. Sindri. Sindri. That is correct. So, Brian. Hildon. Hildon. Good one. And Steven. Ryuma. Ryuma. There we go. Alex. Uh, Talaran. Nice one. That is the big old spider monkey. Yes. And uh, Kelly. Was there a dog named Cerebus? Yep, Cerberus. Cerberus. Yeah. Ed. He is a painting, and his name is Oinkchuck. Uh, yes. Nice. Ooh. Mm. Uh, so we're back. Uh, Brian. Uh, Oars. Yep. Steven. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to get tough, but there's some obvious ones. Some obvious ones. Uh, man, I'm trying. Like, I'm one's, trying to remember if some of these had. One's way too obvious. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, I guess I Moria. Yep. <laughs> All right, Alex. Lola. Yep. The uh, warthog version. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Kelly. That was mine. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, out. This... You, 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 you want to take, so take a, take a like guess. I said, there's some ones that are like have literal names. Um, old man. Old man. Oh, not a zombie. He was an old man with scars. So, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> that was going to be my sacrifice. I was going to sacrifice. <laughs> yes, yes. We've all heard that Creed song. Uh, Brian. No, wait. So, Ed. Sorry. Oh, Kumasi. There you go. Oh. Oh, my Back. God. Uh, Brian. Uh, did dog pen get set, taken? Oh, uh, no. Thanks. So, uh, and that's the one that, uh, Sanji. Sanji's shadow. Cool. All right. So now we have Alex. Uh, not Steven. What? Oh, <laughs> Steven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, damn it. Uh, um, no, that was one of. Wobbles toys. Um, oh, crap. In the time limit on? Yeah. Second, Stephen. Was there like, I don't know, Lady in the Painting? Was that named? Uh, she was not named. Okay. To uh, One Piece Wiki. So, Stephen, you're out. Uh, mm -hmm. Alex. Uh, Jigoro. Good one. That's Zoro's. Damn it. I couldn't mm -hmm. remember that. Uh, Ed. The little, little spider monkey. Uh, Talaran's henchman, basically. The little <laughs> spider monkeys. Uh, I'll give it to you. They were spider mice. Spider mice. Oh. oh no, no, no! They're 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 in that case they're mice. They're not monkeys. So yeah, yeah. That, I'm out. Okay. I mean, I was. We keep things interesting. But that was the I last. That, I mean, I, I'm out anyway after this one. I can't remember <laughs> anything more. Yeah. So who, so who we got? We got. Is it down to Brian and Alex? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Brian. Uh. Uh. Rug bear. Bearskin rug. Thank you. For Brian, Alex. Uh, the Risky Brothers. Yep. Ooh, good one. I've not read Thriller Bark recently enough. I know Alex did it a couple years ago. So. Uh, Brian. Jack in a box. Yep. Jack in the box is one of them. Alex. 
the zombie priest. Uh, Does he have a fucking name? Uh, if we're talking about the one with uh, Absalom and Nami's marriage, that, right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. He does not. Motherfucker. I got it then. So Brian. Does, uh, does Brian? Oh, I think Brian I went before Alex, though. So. Well, Brian yeah, I was going to answer one more. I got to answer one more. Gallant Hippo. Are you reading the One Piece wiki? Nope. <laughs> no, because I, I think if he was reading the One Piece wiki, he would probably say Gentleman Hippo, wouldn't it? Uh, no, it well, does it, say gallant hippo. Oh, it does. No, you did. This he is did say of... dog pen, and that does, and that's not what it says on the One Piece wiki. But does it say inupe? Oh. Yes. Okay. Ah, oh, well, dog uh, pen, whatever. It's the same fucking. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's how I, I know Brian's not cheating. So yeah, yeah, gallant I hippo. Just, I know. I know this arc. This is one of my favorite arcs. The oh, character what? design in this arc was just out, off the fucking chain. What the fuck is gallant hippo? I thought he's the I one who that... helped out uh, Perona during the Soka King Perona fight. Yeah, he was like one of the. Um, I think he was one yeah. of the zombies that fought like Usopp, Nami, and Chopper. Yeah, yeah he yeah, had like yeah. a shield and a big hippo face, but he wore like a suit. Okay. I thought that was. There was also a centaur. Oh. The Kabashinchi, the gentleman, hip, hippo gentleman. Uh, I thought that was one of Bubbles' nope. toys. There's also that wrong. centaur who wore gold armor. I think. Yeah, but he didn't have a name. He didn't have a name. Uh, he did not have a name. Let Great me go over the. No name. Oh, what's what's the what's left there, Steve? Uh, we have wall zombie, which is just a face stretched over the wall. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> okay. Did we ever uh, do the penguin when the uh, the uh, the pig in the frame? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Oink Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got that one. Sorry. Which yeah. is spider which is, what, uh, which is what Apache Chief says when he wants to get huge. Spider mice was what Ed got twisted on. We have the three. I don't know if they're brothers, but they're the ones that wake up Moria. Giro. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. Any of those. those guys. Shit. Penguin mm. zombie duo, which uh, Dogpen joined. Uh, we have uh, Unigaro, which is the unicorn. And my favorite. Uh, oh, the, the, oh that the unicorn who is drinking sake and having a picnic. Yes. yes. With this character. Oh, the, tree, has, the tree zombie. Yeah. Yes, the tree zombie who has my new favorite name. Uh, maybe he likes uh, McNuggets. It's Mock Donald. Why? <laughs> well, it, that makes sense. Oda's from like close to my generation. You guys remember McDonald's Happy Land? Oh my God, the Christmas tree. tree! Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what he did. Yeah. Oh man, he's the tree at McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's plate place. Where's uh, the grimace? Nothing can kill the grimace. Uh, <laughs> so that does it. Brian's the winner. I don't know what the Japanese treat you win. I don't know sushi. Taiyaki. <laughs> Taiyaki. You right. win. I win. Sorry to insult the Japanese cuisine. Um, yeah, but I'll do it for trivia, and I'll do it for this week's podcast. All right. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Great. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, for the One Piece podcast, my name is Alex. My name is Ed. My name is Steve. There we go. And we can't we can't not close it off like that. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>